0: But, I know the DJ. Do you? Welcome to episode 5 of But I Know The DJ, a podcast discussing all things DJing, music, nightlife, business, and pop culture through the unfiltered opinions of host Snacks, a.k.a. Stonewall Snacks, powered by Dope Entertainment and our sponsor, Anchor. As always, I just want to start off shouting out our black-owned business of the week. Boso Kitchen, based in the DMV. This small eatery sells gourmet spice nuts, vegan soups, and vegan salads. Definitely check them out at Boso underscore Kitchen. That's B-O-S-O underscore Kitchen. You should know how to spell that. On Instagram and Twitter. So definitely check them out. If you're in the DMV area, shout out to you for listening. If you visit there anytime soon, well, not anytime soon, but when you go, check them out. And now we've got a very special guest in the building. He's a loudmouth, opinionated, respected. He's the current general manager of of beloved Bodega Canal on Canal Street in Boston and has been in the Boston nightlife scene since 1999. Please help me welcome Jason Jason, mm-hmm. I was getting—you know what it is—I'm—I'm I'm getting ready for your last name, and that's what made no, that's me. That's the Euro uh, version. Yeah, Jason. Like, yeah. Jason, Jason. Jason Odog de Benedetto. You nailed it. Boom! There it is. Welcome, Jason. Thank Jason. Jeremy, oh my god, gentlemen in the room. <laughs> How are you, man?
1: Good. And I didn't take that intro uh, as an insult at all. Loudmouth, boisterous, and the thing is, whatever else you want to say, and the, and
0: the thing is, I knew you wouldn't because I feel fi- like because fi- other people know that you know that. And I think you embrace it so well. It's just me. It's just I'm not, you. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm not, you know, I'm honest. Uh, I am loud. Um, I say what's on my mind, and that's it. Yeah. Some people like it. Some people don't. But and I think in the long run, whether they like it or not, they respect it.
0: Exactly. And and, and that's ultimately why I wanted you on this. I mean, you know, you as we said, 19 since 1999, being in Boston nightlife scene and just a strong understanding of. Yeah, I mean, being in the nightlife scene, as we said, since 1999, you know, people know that you've been around, people know you know what you're talking about, and people respect your opinions, even if they don't agree with it, you know, and I think, um, you know, we see all that talk on Facebook and social media, and even when we talk in person, you know, you always have something to say, but, and even if I don't agree with it being, you know, the DJ versus the manager, or the DJ versus whatever, I'm like, damn, he has a point, though, <laughs> like, and, and it's always because you have the perspective of the manager versus the DJ as a DJ or as the consumer, as the customer, as the promoter, whatever it is, we all have our different perspectives on a night, on nightlife, on events, on just kind of how the industry moves. And I think that's why having you as a guest today, giving people that perspective from the manager, from someone who's been kind of behind the scenes, um, really not only just trying to make the money for themselves from the event, but making money for like way more people, you know, the bartenders, the wait, the waitresses, the hosts and your bosses, right? The owners, you know what I mean? And and it's, and it's, you know, a way different view on what's going on. A lot of people, as I'm sure you've (laughs) realized, become super selfish. You know what I mean? Yeah. COVID goes under, goes up and venues go down and DJs or, you know, even bartenders, whatever, maybe you're just like, Oh my God, now I can't make money. And I think you found yourself in a scenario where you're like, well, I got to, as the manager, you're controlling a lot of different things, so, you know, nightlife, not no, not just nightlife, restaurants, venues, the industry, the industry, yeah. has been horribly crippled by COVID, um, especially most recently the new mandate, the new guidelines. Now it's nine thirty close. Um, has it is it a change on the capacity again as well? Capacity is the same.
1: Uh, the tricky part is it's a nine thirty. No charges can be put in past nine thirty. No drink, no beverage. And a hard ten o'clock. Everybody needs to be out of the building, so they can't be that lingering around after someone trying to finish up their last drink, or oh, I just got my meal. So it's it's tricky because you want to take as many reservations as you can, because it all comes down to your customers and service. But are they really having an enjoyable experience Mm -hmm. if they have an 845 reservation and they have to have their tab paid by 930, which leaves them 45 minutes? If it's a couple, yeah, they could probably do it in 45 minutes, but we found an hour and a half, and this pre-COVID everything, you know, hour and a half for someone to go to any restaurant, sit down, get the food, get your drink, feel comfortable, talk, it's usually around an hour and a half. Some people push more and obviously we want people to stay more, but that's where it gets tricky when they keep throwing these little new mandates in yeah, and things like man. that. It's just constantly adjusting and adapting and trying to figure
0: it out. Yeah, and and I mean in this in the last one, you know they they let everyone know Monday, and I think and it was effective Friday, so mm-hmm. they gave us a few days. But like even that, you know, so something like that happens. You're the general manager of a, of a restaurant slash venue slash lounge slash whatever we want to call it. Something as multifaceted as Bodega Canal. You find out. How do you react? What, like what's, what is it on you now? I immediately got to look at the
1: schedule as far as what we have, who we have staffed, whether it's DJs, kitchen staff, uh, servers. Um, we're already drastically reduced with what we have for staff. Now it's going to be, okay, you know, do we keep everything the same? Um, again, unfortunately on the weekends, DJs had to be nixed because this little thing that we were doing, I was the Friday was Yeah. I was the one who was playing that Friday <laughs> when he was effective. Yeah. yeah. Live was Saturday. Uh huh. And now I have to say, Hey guys, I don't know if you heard, but right, you right. know, this new curfew is going to eliminate that 10 to one vibe that we had going. Yep. So again, now you lose, you know, yep. some revenue. Yep. Um, Again, we lose revenue because now any reservation that was originally booked past 845 mm-hmm. now it needs to be called and either rescheduled or we can't accommodate. And that's where it gets tough. You know what I mean? Because, again, you know, not everybody knows the rules. And, you know, what do you mean? What, yeah. you know, and not that everyone happen? agrees with the rules. Exactly. Either, yeah. You know, uh, when did this happen? It just happened Monday and it's going to be in four starting Friday. Like you yeah. said, rolled out like boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's really where I started. Um. And then you kind of take it from there, you know. Let's get through this week and see how it goes. Then maybe we tweak a little th- uh, something here and there. Maybe we bring back the DJ for a six to nine vibe, dinner mm-hmm. vibe, you know. Um, being at Bodega now, you know, we always had that cool, fun vibe. We have DJs on Tuesdays for Taco Tuesday. So we want to keep that, what made Bodega Bodega. Right. But, you know, can we do it? Can we keep paying DJs? Can mm-hmm. we keep, mm-hmm. it, and again, I don't want to bring up the DJ thing constantly because, as you mentioned, it, it's <laughs> not a battle with me and DJs. We can get to how that all came about, but <laughs> I I, re- I, love music. You know I love music. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, you know, whether absolutely. it's 90s R&B, yep. hip-hop, yep. I'm a big house guy, mm-hmm. um, but we'll get into that. But like I said, it's, it's constantly changing and adapting. From when we got the call in June saying, okay, we're going to open up restaurants, the patio seating, which something Bodega never had before, Right, patio. It's almost uh, weird to think
0: because it worked
1: so well for you guys. Right.
0: Uh, we loved it. Yeah, I hope yeah. the
1: customers loved it. I think they did. Yeah. Um, you know, how are we going to do this? Do we have enough furniture? Do we have enough chairs? You know, what are we going to get? Uh, ownership bought those Bodega banners to mm-hmm. make the whole setup. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So now you're talking additional costs. And then if you don't have enough tables and chairs, you're going to buy things. And can you bring out a sofa? Can you bring out a high top, you know? what's what's you know what's legal and what's not because it's n- not our space it's the city yeah. it's zoned you know we're taking up parking spots and yeah. making again making something that was not there it's pretty much a street right and you want to make it cool you know we yeah, bought yeah, like yeah. plants you know what i mean right. we bought like the umbrellas and you know what i mean so you, you you gotta like you can't just say here's a picnic chair and a you know picnic table and we're gonna put you know food out there and it, it, it had to be thought out, and this wasn't just for a bodega. They own, the group owns yep. multiple, multiple restaurants, you know, yep. and none of them had a patio. Right, <laughs> This right. is all, you know, due to every, so, and we had to do it in, like, two weeks.
0: Yeah, and that's know? the thing that a lot of people don't realize, like, all these consumers, all these customers, they're just, you know, me, 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 oh, my God, I can't get my margarita anymore. But these are people, you know, though you guys have been in the industry for a long time, no one anticipated this shit. Like you could, there's no way you could have anticipated. So you learn this, as you said, in two weeks, you have to learn it, learn all the laws, learn what's affordable. Like that is insane. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these customers don't realize that. And and it's really messed up. And yeah, they're happy that they can get their margarita or, or whatever. When now that they can, but that's like a huge pat on the back for you guys to be able to adjust. Obviously it's to, you know, maintain your business and everything, but that's some shit that, you just had to, like, really learn. It's really fucked up. But shout out to whether it be you, whether it be Mike, whether it be the owners, to take that extra step to make it pretty. Get the plants. Get the dope furniture. Get the nice um, banners, as you were saying. Because there are some other places that, yeah, they did a patio, but it looked horrible because they didn't, they didn't go that extra mile actually to make it comfortable. They're like, okay, here's some seats. Please eat. Please eat here again. You know what I mean? And and I think, Bodegas one of the spots that as as much as they could have didn't miss as much of a beat as as other people I think because you guys go through the extra and that's been this since the beginning the decor as we always talk about decor having the DJs as you were explaining I think that's so important you know and I think that's why that differentiates the few really dope spots in Boston versus the many very eh spots how have, you know you being in, in the industry for for so long have you, has that always how has that how it's always been that decor and everything like that has been so important? Or has that been more recent?
1: I think it's very important.
0: Um, I think it's always been important.
1: But businesses have been able to get around that and be successful. Um, Whether it's timing, location, you know, they can open something that might not have put in the best effort on design or, and it worked. But now I think you're starting to see that these businesses, you know, it's kind of coming out now. Because whether Mm. it's they don't have the right decor or they didn't put the effort in or the food just wasn't there, you know, getting people to come back out after COVID was an obstacle in itself. So they feel comfortable coming out. Right. You know, so getting them out, making them feel comfortable in your establishment, you know, following all the guidelines, spacing six feet apart, masks for all the servers and all the staff, you know, gloves if they wanted to, um, hand sanitizer everywhere, things like that. So... Again, important to me, maybe not always important to some other places, but, again, over time, that that kind of comes out. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe if it wasn't before COVID, after a while, it's kind of like, okay, you know, what's the product here? What are they really going for? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, even if they, um, again, they might have one or the other. They might have great food but not so great setup or decor, or they might have a great spot, but the food and beverage is just, eh. Yeah. What's going to make the customer keep coming back? Yep. Um, because – Again, it's your customer base. It's your loyalty, you know, what what they're coming back for. Um, is it the music? You know, is it the nightlife? If you have a nightlife program, mm-hmm. um, it could be – just. It, it literally could be something as simple as your servers. They might say, yeah. I had the best server. She was – or he was great. Yep. You know, they were friendly. You know, they had a conversation. They weren't just like, you know, what's your order? Boom, put it in, come back, throw it on the table. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it, it, there's so many aspects of running a – know bar club restaurant and you know even before this you know the competition and uh, places opening boom 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 and you know i think a shelf life of a place could be four or five six years only in this industry before mm-hmm. you need to revamp it redo it yeah. remodel it change it move <laughs> open another spot and close that one down you know yeah um so again getting to this level of this COVID that I don't think anyone expected I don't think anyone thought would happen in their lifetime even though pandemics have been a thing for thousands of years um, this generation is very selfish let's be honest (laughs) never thought it would happen to them and it did and the positive I see in this is it woke a lot of people up yeah you know what I mean like maybe in Bad things happened, and that's how they woke up. But, you know, people are getting comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, I do this, I do that, everything's fine, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, the whole world's put on hold. Oh, yeah. You know, we were in lockdown for, what was it, three months, two and a half, something like that? Yeah. You know, like, it really makes you start to think, you know, do I like my job? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? right, right. Do right. I see my family enough? You know what I mean? What's, like, really, you know, do I need... Jewelry? Do mm. I need this to, to live? You know what mm. I mean. And I kind of looked at it that way, and I started to reach just a little thing. I started to do this thing. I wanted to reach out to one person every week that I probably hadn't talked to, and these were friends going back to college that I f- still felt close with, but realized I didn't talk to them in months. Mm. You know what I mean? So I was just, hey, how's how you doing? What's going on? You know what I mean? Hey, I'm good. Kid's good. Family's good. You know what I mean? Cool. You know, some people, you know, I'm just not doing too well. You know what I mean? Like lost my job, you know, you know, my mom's sick. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm worried about her. If she gets COVID, she has asthma, whatever, you know? And I started to see more and more, you know, people's point of views and things, even things that I I was selfish on, you know? Um, And I hope that kind of carried over to, again, going back to the business part, opening, Taking care of the customer, you know, knowing what their needs were, um, they wanted to keep everything as normal, this normalcy as much as possible. Right, 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 Um, but you know, doing that in the ways that were regulatory and you know,
0: still made the place enjoyable. Sure, sure. And and as you kind of uh, mentioned earlier, when Bodega started, was able to do the the nightlife experience again, and obviously it's super different than what it used to be. You used to, you used to pack. Two hundred people in there, <laughs> a ton of people in no, there. <laughs> no. Capacity was two ninety five. Capacity two ninety five. And you know now it's what six six tables, right? So in the lounge we had
1: we started off I think with like five, and then uh, we got some new furniture, mm-hmm. uh, made it like six. Um, the l- restaurant side, you know I've done this number so many times, but I. We have uh just sorry real quick one two, three four five, ten another ten. we have probably like 20-ish tables on the restaurant side um, again, everything's six feet apart mm-hmm. And to be honest I, I think what do you think I think the vibe actually in the I was actually gonna say that was kind of cool because everyone before when it was so crowded, honestly I think people were at times weren't having to enjoyable experience. You know what I mean? It was, you know, it was jammed in there. It was jammed. You know yeah. what I mean? So it my, you might have a hard time getting a drink if you're at the bar. Yep. Yep. Um, If you had a table, you might not have as much space as you thought you
0: would and you're paying a premium. Mm-hmm. So I felt it was kind of a, a cool thing. It was it was interesting because when I, fr- when I did the first time at the – so I did the lounge experience like three, three times or something like that. Um, The first time, you know, obviously it was new for me. I was like – because my thing was how, how do I approach c- going from, you know, the, you know, 200, 250 – at, at bodega, because I knew what that vibe and you was. You spun in both rooms as well. So yes, exactly. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, but this was a new thing where it's like because when you ha- when you have only a few tables and only a few people within those tables, you know a lot of so many people feed off of the the energy of others, right? So there's no longer that oh I can twerk in the corner because no one can see me, but now it's like there's so much space, everyone can see you, right. and you can't dance, and you and and you can't even really get <laughs> up and dance. Yeah. So when you re- when you take that away. And even if there is music play, even if there's your favorite song, it's like, how into it can you really get? You know what I mean? And then it really depends on the table that you're with. So let's say it's, what, six max, right? Yep. Let's say you don't know three of the people there. Eh, you got to vet them, and, like, so you're not even really having fun. Like, it's just a completely different experience that a lot of people aren't really, like, these aren't things that they're thinking of when they go. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to Bodega, like I always do. Oh, but it's completely different experience. So for me, I was like... Okay, so if I can't rely on the big song to get everybody dancing, what do I play? How do I keep them engaged? How do I keep them drinking? How do I make sure that they leave here having fun, right? And I, and it was just, for me, I was like, fuck. So my thing was, I went from getting them dancing to getting them singing. Mm-hmm. That was the approach I had. It's just as fun, but it's something that I thought nightlife really went away from, like the... Like those R&B bops, like those, no one wanted to hear those anymore because they just want to rage and dance and pop bottles and stuff. Now we're taking that all the way back. You know what I mean? Now we got to sit down and be with maybe some of our clothes. It's our first time going out. It's because it's our best friend's birthday or whatever. Now we have to really enjoy the time we have with each other. That's the approach I had. And, you know, again, having the people not being able to dance and like now it's these sections of people in a room and if they don't like something they can cock their head right back at me and point at me like it's all very focused and but that's when the decor helps that's when the good drinks help cuz imagine if everything was shitty and then now everything is now just on me yep or or just on you know if that one girl who always gets too drunk if she actually does get too drunk this time everyone's night is ruined you know what i mean so it just really dialed everything into damn this place is on its own actually really dope or wow this dj on his own is actually really dope. So now when you have a good combination of the two. See, it's all that. No matter if we're in a pandemic or not, we went out and had a good time. You know what I mean? Yep. As the manager now, like seeing the juxtaposition of, yeah, full bodega, now controlled bodega, let's call it. Have you well, have you seen feedback? Have people complained? Oh, yeah, even though, hey, we just presented something that you could do for it tonight when usually you didn't have it um, during a pandemic. Have you seen bad feedback, good, beef, good feedback with what you guys are doing?
1: Um, I think the customers have been very cooperative and very positive through all this. Um, regardless, no matter what you do, even as a DJ, you're not going to please everybody. Right. Okay. Um, I actually want to thank you too for putting that much, th- and I'm being serious, putting that much thought in coming into, you were even doing Bodega before we started the lounge experience, oh, I yeah. believe. Oh, yeah. Uh, Post COVID. <laughs> As far as just like the dinner vibe, we started off with that. You know, we did Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, but it was always like a dinner DJ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when we came up with the uh, lounge experience idea, um, you know, we implemented the 10 to 1. It was like you'd actually be in the lounge instead of on the main side. But again, I want to thank you very much for putting all that thought into it. And it's just like you do when you do a set. We've talked about this. I'm just insane. Like every little thing, like,
0: because even with the dinner set, I was like, how do I approach it? Because I don't want to blow anyone's head head off, but I want to get. Ears perking up. Already. And I
1: can imagine it must yeah. suck for you because you want to drop that banger or that <laughs> hit, but you know the whole room's gonna jump out of their table yeah. and start twerking and going yeah, crazy, yeah. which I would love for them to do that. Right. But unfortunately, it's just like a d- it's a dinner reservation pretty much. Right. You know, exactly. Mask exactly. on when you walk in, seated at the table, no more than yeah. six, you know. And and,
0: d- and even besides that, like for some like for a lot of people it was their first time or only time going out. Hey, maybe I wanna just talk to my friend. Yeah. So if the DJ's banging their heads (laughs) off it's like yo man chill like i just wanted dinner you know what i mean so
1: yeah because you get the food there too now that's new to the lounge yeah i mean the lounge when it was open for dinner it would have food but there was no late night menu and Mm -hmm. you know the kitchen didn't go till 11 as it does now um but back to the question that you had flipped on me um again too like the customers they've been great um and again you're going to get a complaint here and there. You're going to get someone that was unhappy with, oh, I thought this was more of an aggressive type of party. And, you know, maybe they really didn't understand the rule and maybe they just try to push the auto a little bit. And, again, that's where, you know, the servers come in. Oh, I'm so sorry. To, you know, I thought maybe, you know, if they have a complaint, you know, I, this is what it is, blah, 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 blah. And, and, you know, they can usually handle it. You know, it comes down to the manager when there's an issue that, you know, might be more of a finessing thing, mm. or if they have a serious question about something that just happened, um, I'm al- I'm always on the floor. I'm not a manager that's in the office. I'm, yep. I'm bussing tables. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Bringing it's very up true. Glasses. You know what very I mean. True. So I I try to be available as much as possible to the staff, to the customers, and things like that. And I am even if I'm in the office, my doors never closed. Just come down, mm-hmm. Jay. There's you know something upstairs. Come on, you know what I mean. But um, we have been positive. Uh, we have been. I'm sorry, not positive. <laughs> we, we have been positive, but we, ha- <laughs> we we have been very lucky to have the customers that we have because, again, they've been to Bodega before. You know yeah. what I mean? They know what it is. You know, whether it might not be what it was, the food's still the same. The drinks are still great. Yep. The decor is still the same. The neon sign still the same. Even coming down to the paper menus, we use paper menus before COVID. Right, you know what I mean. Right. So we still use them now. The menus are the same. We, you know, the, I'm not. I have nothing wrong with the barcodes. I actually like the barcodes. Um, but we were like, you know what, we could go that route, but we use paper anyway. So let's just use paper. Mm-hmm. Again, it, it 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 was like you're coming to Bodega. Yes, things are different, but there's still some normalcy, as the popular word is now coming here. Yeah. And again, it's again having the DJ like we always did. You know, having you know. The Margarita of the Month, <laughs> you mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. menu, you know, we tweaked it a little bit, but we didn't like strip the menu down. You know what I mean? You still got all your favorites on there. If anything, we we added things. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Um, so it, it, you know, besides the mask and besides the spacing and the seating, and you know, it still felt like bodega. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why the customers have been so positive. Right, right. But again, yes, I have horror stories. <laughs> like I said, you know just some people just aren't going to be happy no matter what you do. Right. You know what I mean, I could comp their whole food. They can say, you know, whatever they want. I'm oh, yep, yep. I get it. Cool. On me. No problem. And they'll still go write a bad review. You
0: yeah. Know what I mean, yeah,
1: it yeah. is what it is. This is the business, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. again, you know, yeah, like yeah. I said, for you as a DJ, I'm sure someone could say, oh, you know, this music is horrible because they thought it was specifically going to be something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Not that you did a bad job. They Mm -hmm. just, in their mind, like something else or thought it was something else, Mm -hmm. so they'll say you suck.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A lot of people think they suck. (laughs) 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 I mean, well, so with, I mean, I I guess sticking on the the topic, like, I think people who also have had uh, bad feedback is kind of, is a lot of the DJs, right? In the industry, not just with how you guys are running bodega, how you're running kind of the nightlife, um, as we see on social media, a lot, a lot of DJs, oh, why are we taking the hit? Or oh my God, like, how are we gonna come back? We need a DJ union, right? We, all this stuff, and um, I know mid COVID, I don't know, I don't know how to timestamp this shit anymore. But you had the times are now, Yeah, so you no. you had this post. I don't know how serious you were, but I know there was a lot of conversation about it of maybe no, we shouldn't pay the DJs. Oh, yeah. Maybe the DJ should pay the venue yeah. to play. And the thing is, I mem- obviously a lot of me and my DJ friends were discussing it, and you know, we have nothing else to do except complain and discuss things. And a part of me was like, you have to understand that now there's what? Let's say there's five venues now, but now there's still 300 DJs. Yep. So, so it's the supply and demand, but reverse, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's where you're coming from.
1: So to to be honest... I was going off, I was being funny, but it did turn into something, and, and possibly a, a, not a bad idea. I was going off a Kev one post, mm-hmm. and I'm not even sure he was talking about nightlife in general. He was, and ta- me and Kev are cool. He was talking about maybe just you know whether it was weddings, you know, private parties, d- whatever. That when we get back to work, we need to like up our costs. Yep, you know what I mean. And a lot
0: of people had that opinion. Like a lot of DJs had that opinion. Yeah,
1: again, I I, I can see it, but. So I said, and I made, I made, I must have been super bored. I made a video of it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it was a thing. Yeah. It was definitely a whole thing. It was response to, to Kev once they I out saying, well, maybe we should start charging DJs to spin at our venues. And not meaning like our venues, the ones that right, my, right, my right. group owns, like venues in general. right? And again, like I said, it started getting some traction. I started thinking about it too. And I'm like, you know, we have DJs. And again, it's not their job. Their job is to spin the music, Mm -hmm. not to promote, Mm -hmm. not to bring in tables, not to bring in guests. But we have DJs that book tables, that hand in a guest list. I just want everyone to
0: know that Jason's pointing at me (laughs) as he says this because he knows the vibes. Continue, please. Um,
1: (laughs) And again, we superly appreciate it because just like security has their job and a bottle server has her job. It's great when bottle service book tables. And I've had that discussion with them too. Mm. Hey, girls, it's great to come in and make a few hundred dollars and walk out the door. You know what I mean? But how about you post the flyer every once in a while? How about, you know, you book a table once in a while, you know? Things like that. So, like I said, i become thinking, I'm like, you know, there are teachers that really put the effort in. You know, whether mm. it's setting up their playlist for the night. Like, again, we've had this discussion, the work you put into it and what you're going to play and not play and this and that. Um handing in a guest list, you know, booking a table here and there. We're not looking for it, but it shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So I was like, you know, well, hey, you know, if this DJ's putting in the work, maybe he should get more money to spend. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then there's a the DJ that comes in and, again, not my business, but has an opener that's, you know, maybe not as established. I don't know the person. I don't know if he's good or bad. Now I got to listen to him for another hour or two. <laughs> then the, the headliner comes in. And he starts drinking for a half hour. Before, now he get, he's he got an hour and a half to spend. And he's getting the same money that someone that's really, like I said, putting up the fly is doing this, doing that, which we're not asking for. Right, right. But it helps. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, maybe you should be getting less. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or, again, so it's just kind of like a thing that started rolling. So Do you think like, it's like entitlement? Is that what it is? For some of them it is. Um, again, like... Let's be honest, there are better DJs than other DJs. There mm-hmm. are better managers than manager, you know, mm-hmm. than me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and there are worse too, you know what I mean? Um, but again, if these DJs are going to keep throwing these things out there, like we're going to start a union, I've heard that for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, stop start the fucking union, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all right, you know, or we should be getting, you know, paid more. I think what the fee was pre-COVID was, was pretty good, plus the bar tab,
0: you know what I, I mean? I always Plus. so so I've and I said this <laughs> I said this I think either so I had a I had a, a bottle service girl uh on an episode mm-hmm. and I had a whole thing that was like yo there's I would say eighty percent of Boston venues don't even give a bar tab like and not and and some of them give me issues if I bring a water bottle oh what's in the water bottle really? oh, psh, oh yeah dude so when I would play bodega I'm like yo. Not only do they, like, hold me, you know, you always hold me down. Even when I'm just eating there, you know, you'll make sure we're, you always check up on us maybe one time extra, and, it, and it's, you know, I always acknowledge it and everything. And so you always take care of me. But you give us a bar tab, too, and I'm like, yeah, let's fucking go. <laughs> go to Bodega, baby, let's go. Well, oh, that's
1: the thing. Like, again, we, you know, it, it's, again, drink, you know what I mean? I mean, don't get wasted that you can't spin the music. Yeah, But, yeah, yeah. you know, like, again, I'm not going to be like, what's in your, what do they think, it's alcohol? And you're trying to, like, I'm, I'm being serious because this is new to me. I yo, haven't so, heard that before. so
0: There's a venue that I was playing at a lot. I was like a monthly resident. I had like a like every first Friday or something like that. And the first few times, I realized that like yeah, I get no love on the tab. Like if I whether it be I go through a bottle girl or through, uh, the bartender. Hey, I'm I'm clearly DJing. Like I'm here an hour before you see me. Whatever, can can I get a drink? And they like start charging me full price. Like and it's not an entitlement thing for me, but it's like yo, you can lose thirty bucks as i work for this so i don't die in the dj booth while i play a great night and like make sure everyone's making their you know what i mean that was my thing so i was like the fact that i can't get a single drink is really annoying so i was like okay now i know that i can't get a drink here so i would you know before i went in i would stop by cvs get a pack of gum and get like a snapple of vitamin water or water and be like, okay i'm gonna hold myself down it's not i don't have to drink that's not a big deal but well, at least like, cause once I'm once I'm DJing like, and if no one checks on me, like I'm not drinking for four hours and I'm sweating and I'm, yeah, it's hot, you know anything, what I mean? Yeah, body. yeah. So I get thirsty, and so the same place I go in and they're like, you know, check my bag, which is cool. And I'm like, hey, I got this. It's not open. It is still sealed. It is still, uh, the condensation is still on it because I just took it out of the refrigerator five minutes ago from the CVS down the way. Nah, you can't bring that in. I'm like, bro, there's wow. nothing in. And I'm like, are you? S-? So I looked at them. I go, which one of you guys is buying me a drink tonight? good you know what i mean because I, I, I was like yo you always want me to like and, and, and i feel very first world complaining about this but i'm like yo like i get there seeing it's annoying like i just want to drink i mean like. i just
1: you guys provided this delicious pool in spring water <laughs> <laughs> it was on my rider and i got it <laughs> <laughs> we,
0: we, we we couldn't afford all the caviar that, though. <laughs> uh, so uh,
1: so now was it just they wouldn't even give you a water. No. Like a Fiji. Well, no, is, so is because they would give
0: me the Fiji and then try and charge me for the Fiji. Well, but at the
1: time they would charge it. They're saying they wouldn't eat like I could and I'm not even justifying it because no matter where I've worked, they've always the DJs always had a tab. Some yeah. obviously better than others. Yep. But yep, yep, yep. there was something. Okay? I think when A it was tab drink was tickets, tickets just like, I
0: think we did drink ticket drink tickets society yep, for a while. Yep. yep. Right, was that right? Whether yeah. it be like, bro, um, even if you give me one drink ticket, I'm like, thank you. At least like I am seen. I'm not just the, like, you know. So for the places that were like, oh yeah. The DJ can't even get a single drink comped or discounted. Not whatever even, it not is. Not even
1: a water. Like I said, I, I'm not justifying it, but I can see maybe them, for whatever reason, not wanting you to drink alcohol because they think maybe sure. it's going to affect your job. Just sure. like some places don't let their bottle service drink. Right. And I totally get that that because that becomes a, has become a thing. Girls yep. get really yep. wasted and can't do the job or the service isn't great. But, like, not even to say. So, you know I, I, mean? so I was yeah, like. water's okay. on the house. Bro. Yeah. So, I was like, <laughs>
0: okay, fuck me. Like, give me a water. And then, and I'm like, yo, just give me tap. Like, give me ice water. Like, tap water. I don't care. Like I just don't want to die. <laughs> then they'll hand me the Fiji. Yeah, like 250 And I'm like, bro, Jesus. damn it. Like I'm like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Yeah. I don't get that. Yeah. And so Bodega be one of the places that like, hey, you know, and we'll pay you and and it was definitely a fine rate. And then hey, you also get a nice bar type enjoy. And you know, um you guys had awesome stuff. Kevin's my guy always checks Everybody up on me. Kevin, Kevin is the Kevin's man. The ma- Kevin is the man. Shout Can out Kevin? To Kevin. Shout yeah. out Kevin. He he's always comes the, up to me. He's the
1: ultimate bodega hype man. yo he
0: is and and and, and i think just because you know we're both latino and stuff there's just that extra like yep. thing where he'll just look at me and like say something in spanish and like we just he make does eye love content. you
1: every time he's like he sees you on the list on the calendar he's like oh oh that's yeah, why i love it, it. <laughs> and and
0: so like just it's and it's those little things that you know make it enjoyable for us to like and and that's why i support like my my boy's birthday was not so long ago i was like let's go here you know yep. um And it's little things like that that, you know, make everyone's experience better, right? You know, you talked, you know, earlier about making the customer happy and everything. And and I think you guys do that very well. But, yeah, the fucking tab, man. And honestly, okay, I want to, like, wrap this up right now. As a manager, someone who works there, is a tab breaking the bank on the night? Is a DJ tab killing? Like, is it bad for a DJ to get a couple free drinks?
1: Not at all. Like I said, I've never really been on or in an establishment that I've worked for, whether it was promoting or managing or anything like that, that there wasn't some type of tab. Like a, we just mentioned, whether well, there's drink tickets, mm-hmm. a set tab. Again, you know, we have a set tab. I obviously look at it because, again, people will take advantage occasionally, you yep. know what I mean? Yep. And I'll just say, okay, you know, that's yeah, good for the yeah, night. Yeah. They're a little bit over, you know yep. what I mean? And then sometimes I've actually told the DJ, hey, listen, you're li-, and they're like, oh, my God. Sorry, like, I'll just make up the difference. And I'm like, no, you know, we're not looking for that. Just take care of the staff. You know what I mean? Whatever. But like I said, the fact of not even like not even a water for free, because I kind of get the alcohol thing if they thought maybe it was going to affect the job. But again, let's be honest. Nightlife. Sorry. (laughs) Nightlife. It's a job. We all get paid from it, but it's fun. Okay. Right, Right. Um, it's enjoyable. You're not breaking rocks. You know what I mean. With a sledgehammer, <laughs> you know. Um, so there is some. Um, you know, you want to do. You know, let's do a shot. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, you know, h- hey girls. You know that table's spending a good amount of money. If the, you know you want to have a drink with them, that's cool. You know what I mm-hmm, mean. Mm-hmm, uh, same mm-hmm. with the bartenders. You know what I mean. Someone has a good bartender. You know, I, I've seen customers. It's not always about the tip. They're like, you know, thank you so much. Let's do a shot. Together. Oh yeah. yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So I'm like, I'm like, hey, I. Again, I just feel that unless you're taking advantage of the situation or you're getting you know too fucked up to do the job, then it, that's a discussion from the manager and with the staff. And if we have to cut it out, we'll cut it out. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's I've I, like I said, m- mainly this the water thing or a juice. You know and what like,
0: I mean? Like they can't give you a cup of uh, well, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> Orange juice, and that's so. what I mean. Like the f- like the fact that I was like, no, please get the plastic cup, put the ice in it, and give me the the fountain water because, cause, cause that was their way of being like, okay, you don't want to pay for a drink, okay, now pay for the water. You know the fact that they handed me, the f- and I was just like, do I have to pay for this? Yeah, it's two f- whatever the fuck it was, and I <laughs> and I was like, I was like, dude, you're not seeing my point. Not at all. You know all. what I mean? And it had no, and and it was more. It's it's definitely more venues in Boston that don't give a tab or don't give any. Leeway or whatever to the DJs or really? I guess to anyone, then not. um And so it's the few places that, um whether it be, yeah, whether it be that whether it be discounted. Like there's a few venues it was like fifty percent off, and I was like, okay, I'm you know, go cool with that. Like, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't have to drink at every event, but right. you know, there's there's some where I'm like, if I wanted to, or if there's just a moment, like again, like. Homeboy comes, oh, shit, my man from high school is here. Exactly. You, like what you said,
1: you bought your boy's birthday party, and I'm like, yeah. send them around a shop. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. You I mean? always hold it down. Um, But again, you know, it goes back to the customer experience. You know what I mean? Again, like, what's the saying goes? You, you got to spend money to make money. Yep. If exactly. someone's spending, exact- spending $2,000 on a table... I can send them over exactly. a $40 bottle of champagne exactly. because they're going to say, oh, my God, they uh, sent me over a bottle of champagne. Above and beyond. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? How great. We're going to come back and book another table. Exactly. You know what I mean? If there's a DJ comes in spinning, I will give you water. <laughs> <laughs> I will probably give you a shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. probably give you a couple of drinks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And hopefully they say, oh, I had a great time spinning here. You know, not just that, but that helped yeah. <laughs> the situation. I mean, and,
0: and now you saying that, I'm like, yo, why did I – Always make sure people came to my gigs at Bodega. Like, and I'm realizing it's because you guys always took such great care of me. So the plan works. So the plan, you know what I mean. Yeah. And now I like playing here. I like bringing my friends here. Yeah, and now you guys come play. in for dinner. You know yeah, know I mean? yeah.
1: Not just when you're spinning on a gig. You know, yeah, like yeah.
0: Exactly. Like it's all like I'm like I'm reflecting now, and I'm like, yo, it's it's all just this big circle of, <laughs> of industry life that like people would be surprised that sometimes when you give a little extra, you'll just get way more in return. Long Maybe that's
1: why people do it my bullshit, because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm generous and I uh, do take care of people. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like you've developed your haters now over COVID over like Facebook stuff. I mean, well, I guess, damn, we went on the craziest tangent. How the fuck did we get here? We were talking about... One and oh yes yeah, so yeah DJs. on that so yeah. how the fuck did we get here <laughs> I think yeah,
1: it was no it was about because again it went back to you know taking care of DJs and right so again so I threw out that you know thing that maybe we should start charging DJs suspended venues and I gave you the reason why because some actually put in the efforts right really right that, things that, that was like what that it was, yeah. but but with that too and again I'm not looking for praise or anything like that but you know they were getting good money post COVID um for the most effort they put in or the little effort they put in, depending on who the DJ was, plus a bar tab. Um, like I said, you know, whatever it was, sometimes a little over, sometimes a little less. So, again, you're really making, you know, depending on, you know, if you want to add that to the the mm-hmm. pay, an extra, you know, $50, $75. You know, it was, I mean, it was the industry standard. Nobody was complaining about it. That's, that's what it was. It was, that's what the pay was. There mm-hmm. wasn't a question. Someone, it was never like, I'm paying this guy, that thing and this guy, that thing. And this guy's better than that guy. It was, this is what it was. This is what it is. Everyone was getting paid for that. But then like you said, in, during COVID and again, I get it. People are hurting financially and worrying about their families and how they're going to you know, survive. But it, it started to become a thing like, you know, we're going to demand more. We want more, you know, well, what about the, the restaurants that have been closed for three months, too, not making any money? You know what mm. I mean? Mm. Um, What about the people in the kitchen, you know, that aren't making any money, that are probably making a lot less than you made, spinning for three hours? You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and like you said, a lot of DJs about me, 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 you know? So, again, I was always vocal in general, and it was never a oh O-Dog versus DJs thing. Like I said, <laughs> I love music. I have respect for DJs. Mm. I, I was... You know, watching DJs carrying crates of fucking albums when I first started going out. There was no laptops and CDJs, and even before you could put the CD in the drive, remember those ones too, the New Marks, you know what I mean? And the DJ went in, did his job. Yeah, there were some cunty DJs too, you know what I mean? They had fights with managers and things like that, but ultimately they knew their job was to go into this venue, spin music on turntables, matching BPMs, you know what I mean? Like, there was nothing doing it for him, mm-hmm. And, you know, they were in the zone, you know? And it went from, you know, wherever I went, Rhode Island, DJ MacGyver, you know, the Sound Factory, and saw some great names there. Jonathan Peters, were in the, you know, and then the Roxy, Pedro, and um, Manolo at Avalon. Like, you know, they just went in to do their job. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And, you know, it just... I think, like you said, when the market started to get saturated, for some reason, the the egos got bigger. And I just couldn't see why that was happening. And I didn't really think that that was, I don't want to say the word fair, cause, but like, I didn't know where it was coming from.
0: Mm-hmm. I think, so being a DJ, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm fucking great. Um, <laughs> I would agree. Everyone <laughs> in here agree. Yep. <laughs> all hands are up. Love you guys. Love you guys. <laughs> um, it's. I think it's like this. So if you. So let's use like the big fish and small fish, right? So if we're in the pool and at one point, it was just a bunch of medium sized fish. We all respected each other. We all knew that we were pretty equal, and we can. If someone takes that gig and the other person takes that gig, that's fine. As it oversaturates and we start filling it with a bunch of fucking fish, goldfish, sharks, whales, whatever. If you're a whale and you see that. The goldfish is in the same pond as you. You're like, okay, I'm the whale. So I'm going to you know, try and let shit know, let people know what's good. Let fish know what's good. But now goldfish is eating your food. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then that's when the ego is like, wait, but I'm a whale. Like, why would this goldfish po- eat on my food? You know what I mean? And I think it's like that with DJs. Oh, they just started. Or they're not good enough. They haven't established themselves. I've been here 10 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then, when it when you put us all in the same pond, when the whale should be in the ocean, the fish should be in the fishbowl, we're all like, yo, what the fuck is this? We shouldn't be in the same pond. We shouldn't be in the same body of water. So now these people are putting us on an equal playing field, paying us the same, looking at us as if we're all the same. We're not the same. You know what I yeah, mean? I
1: definitely heard that. Yeah. So
0: I think that's where a lot of it comes from. I think, me, I try and stay... As far away from that stuff, I have a very, like, very small group of DJs that, are, like, I hang out with and that I, I talk to and stuff. Besides that, hi and bye, make sure we're all good. And, you know, um, I I'm a big, like, I let my skill, like, I'll post a video and be like, yo, if you can't do this, do not talk to me. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? If you can't think of this, don't talk to me. That's the way I do it. But I know there's a lot of people that will pull up to every event just to, like, make sure, okay, is this guy that good? Oh, no, he's not. And I'm going to let everybody know he's not that good. I saw him. He's not that good. You know what I mean? And I think that's where the egos come from. Now, pandemic happens. O-Dog is booking DJs. And now, yeah. Now it doesn't matter how many people you bring because we have a limit on that. We, we don't need you to bring more people. We can't have yeah, too many people. You happen, know what no. I mean? Okay. Now, you the whale, I'm going to pay you the same as the gold. Everything, you and the goldfish are the same. But now it's maybe closer, let's say, quote unquote, closer to goldfish money. Mm-hmm. Let's say the whale. Oh, why would I have goldfish money? I'm a whale. That makes no sense. I've been having whale money for the last 10 years, 10 years. So I think you've been like, okay, then fuck off. No,
1: I haven't even said that. The um, like you said, the well, the money before COVID was the same. The money after COVID is the same whether you are a goldfish or a whale, to be honest, I probably book more goldfish because I think they're more eager. They're getting better. Um, the, the whales have the ego that I've seen over the years. And even if I haven't personally had an issue with that whale, mm. I don't, I don't need it in my establishment. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause it will trickle down to the staff, to the customers, you know, uh, God forbid a girl's having a birthday and she asks the DJ to play a song, you know, the whale's going to be like, get the fuck out of my face. While the goldfish might be like, sure, hon, I'm, yeah, cool. Mm. Again, and now mm. that customer's happy. Mm. They're having a great time, making the business better. You know what I mean? Honestly, making the DJ better too because they might go, oh, my God, I love this DJ they had at uh, Bodega, you mm. know, blah, 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 just because you played their song because you know there are DJs that are like, get the fuck away from the booth. Don't fucking talk time. to I me. Do that sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I mean, I get it, and again, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen this with you, and I actually have put up a Stanchion. Yep, you know yep, what I mean? Yep. So, because again, with COVID, you don't want people to getting too close. Yo, Anyways,
0: that that, that, that that was the thing about you know I I take you know, taking a few gigs during COVID. I'm like there are people why they like, coming up to me? Yeah. Getting mad close without a mask just for and I'm like yo I guarantee you the request is not worth getting either. Of Absolutely this right not. <laughs> <You> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean? but yeah, yeah, so I did yeah. that. Yeah.
1: But um, but again, like when you're in your zone. And you're doing your thing just like if i'm doing something i don't want to be bothered either right and they'll come up to you yes again ti- timing off timing's everything okay but i have seen times when you know someone can ease it. you know they're not asking for you know something crazy it's just can you drop the new um Kanye song not, not a Kanye's <laughs> school right now but <laughs> i could have bad bunny i'm hip i know what's up <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, you know, the new bad bunny song. So, um, and some DJ say yes and some will say no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I, I, again, I didn't offer anything different to what I was offering another DJ post COVID pre COVID. It was the same amount. Now, again, most DJs, no problem. Uh, you know, I'm dying to get back. I Mm -hmm. just want to spin. I've Mm -hmm. been locked in my house for three months. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to pay me, you know, like that wasn't even an option, but like, they just like, I just want to be around people, you know, doing my profession, doing my thing, what, you know, whatever it is, this and that. But there was, again, there was no discrepancy. Whoever I asked to come back and there was some DJs that I know that I didn't ask because I knew the answer would be no. And it wasn't like a bad no. I just know that for them it would be no. When everything gets back to normal, they'll be back. It's not even, like I said, it's not me saying fuck you DJs or a specific DJ. Again, I asked who I asked. I asked, there were people that I didn't ask, okay? It was the same for everybody. Because guess what? While you DJs were suffering, so was <laughs> the restaurant, bar, nightclub industry, mm-hmm. okay? So was the bottle server. So was the bartender. So were my dinner servers, okay? Okay. Because they weren't making money either. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We were opening after two and a half months under all these restrictions and not knowing we would be open for two weeks, we would be open for a month, yeah, four months. We could have been shut down in like two weeks if the cases started spiking through the roof and they found some correlation to restaurants, whatever. And I just use restaurants because that's really all that open. Bars and clubs haven't, right. which is unfortunate. <laughs> but we didn't know what we were getting into either. And guess what? We're not making what we were making either. And we didn't know what we were going to make. But the fact that we were, like, it wasn't even a question because management and ownership said, we want to have some normalcy here. We want to do the DJs on Tuesday. Let's have the DJs on the weekend. Yes, obviously, it's not nightlife, but they'll be spinning for dinner, okay? You know, we just want things to seem normal and seem, like, you know, the same, even though Mm. they're not. Right. Okay? Absolutely. So that's all it was. Absolutely. Now, some DJs had a reason to not do it. Like I said, they had a kid. You know, they didn't feel comfortable going out yet. Right. Totally get it. You have it on your text message. The same text message I sent you was the same text message I sent to everybody. It wasn't different for anyone else. It was just copy and pasted to the ones that I felt would be a good fit coming back to Bodega that I liked working with, that were good to Bodega, that had good feedback from the customers. Um, like I said, there were some that I didn't reach out to just because, again, I know their answer would be no, and it was fine. You know what I mean? And then there was the ones, too, that said no for, what I would say, a selfish reason. And guess what? That is fine, too, ultimately, because that's their decision. But then don't go on social media Mm. and start saying, and not even saying anything specifically bad, but saying, oh, I miss spinning so much. (laughs) I miss the fans. You know what I mean? (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go on IG Live. I'm going to go on Twitch. I'm going to go on Facebook Mm. Live. You know what I mean? Or, you know, and... I, again, like I said, everyone has a reason for wh- what they do and why they do it, but I just don't see that as being truthful, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, there's you know the other side too of again. I threw up the post today, you know, the back talking. You know what I mean? Like I'm around enough DJs. You know what I mean? DJs reach out to me on DMs all the time. Yep. You know what I mean? Again, it's fine. You know what I mean? But you know, I. I I see what's going on in the DJ community, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not all, we're d- one team, we're together, we love everybody. Oh, no. Yeah, no. You, you already said, you know, <laughs> yeah. what you know too. So again, th- that's like I said, it's not me versus DJs. Ultimately, this podcast isn't all about that either, so we can move on to another topic too. <laughs> but like I said, I, ju- I don't want to bore everybody, I just don't see it as being truthful. Okay. Mm, mm. And like I said, I have a million stories as I'm sure you do, but it's Mm. not about calling out venues or DJs or promoters or managers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, like I said, this is a time for everyone to kind of, like I said, this is the one good thing I see out of this. It was kind of like, what are we really all doing here? Mm. Whether you're a DJ, a server, a bartender, again, this is just our industry, but someone that works in business or someone that has a family and kids, you know what I mean? You know, my fucking barber. You know what I mean? Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, he was closed down. You know, he's an independent. Right. Co- you know what I mean? Like, he just had a kid. You know, like, that's fucking tough shit.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I think just while well, we can S- <laughs> just um sticking with the DJ stuff, I know we will move on.
1: Sure, sure. You do what. Show, you do what you want. I, like I said, I, I just d- didn't
0: want to bore. Uh, sure, sure. No, a hundred thousand listeners. We'll get there. We'll get. <laughs> Honestly, after you, we might get there. We, we might get there. Um, but I think because uh, so I had a promoter on. He was our first guest. I mm-hmm. um, Darius. Oh yeah, I love Darius. Um, and um, you know something that I thought a lot of the DJs that are listening would want to know: How do you pick your DJs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so now, because at first Bode would have promoters and stuff, so they mm-hmm. kind of did the, the booking, right? But now you become a little bit more involved. I um, did when
1: I when I came over in general.
0: Yeah. So just generally speaking, you know, because, again, I know, especially DJs that are coming up, the worst time to come up, but they want to, because a lot of times it isn't necessarily just on the skill. Or, or, you know what I mean? A lot of it can be a Unfortunately, lot of you're right. a, external things, whatever, like, on your end, looking over the cost, because promoters, they just want their money. Whoever brings the most people, right? But now you're in a position where, you know, customer experience, the brand of the of the restaurant or or the venue, you know, who doesn't fuck our shit up, right? So, mm-hmm. what are things that you know you're kind of looking for when, whether it's a DJ who DMs me, DMs you or someone that gets a callback,
1: it, it, it's all that. Um, like you said, the promoters, when we had them, they had a lot of influence on the DJs, uh, and we let that go. That's fine. We also had our input, too, because there were at times be someone that that might have been an issue in the past there for whatever reason. Again, possibly getting too intoxicated or disrespecting the establishment, and we would say, or man, other management would say, no, I can't have that guy back, or, you know, just not a good fit. Um, but again, I... Um, I'm not so much up on the, I know you said skills, not that they don't matter, but some might not have the skills. To me, they matter. Um, I'll take that over the flashy, whatever, look or something like that. Um, That matters to me. Um, I I can tell when someone can't, you know, do the breaks and the cuts and they're just talking over the microphone to cover that shit up. Ah, yes. You know what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. Um, Or playing that, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know what they're doing. So... That comes into play Um, again. For at least bodega, it's got to be open format. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, somebody might be better at spinning hip hop or house music. And again, just like you know, I would want to hear house music all the time. The customers don't want to hear house music all the time, so you got to know your genres. You know what I mean? Your throwbacks. Your uh, you know, old school, new school, hip hop, R and B, top forty, dance. You know what I mean? Um, because again, you've seen the clientele
0: on there. It's, it's everything. So, yo, <laughs> yo, every when 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 bodega was popping, pop, Bob, everything's normal. Be, people ask me all the time, "Do you know where you're gonna play?" And I usually say no. But for a place like, I'm like, yo, I don't fucking know. Me, I'm like the places, you know. Has a Latin vibe to it, so I'm always mm-hmm. going to put a little bit more Latin of than course, I would. So you have to, you know what I mean, just to f- just that's to fit what everything. Our playlists are in general, yeah, exactly. on a dinner night, It's Latin, exactly. So know? that a lot. So I know, hey, so like the la- Latina girls that I know that are always like, oh, you play too much hip hop venues. I'm like, yo, come to the bodega nights because the nights I'm going to play a little bit. You no know, more, I get thrown more. Like I might get a little flashier there. But besides that, I have no idea. There are nights where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm probably going to play a bunch of like trap music, and I play none because it's just not what's there. There are times where I'm like, shit. I thought I was gonna play a little. This is usually one of the places I can play a little bit more house or more bit, some some drops, but just it just wasn't the crowd tonight. It's very true. Like Bodega's is one of those spots that if you don't have the the library, then you're you're gonna not do as well as you think you're gonna do. And that's what I'm saying. That's where the skill actually
1: is a very important to me because again, you know, even some of the whales, you know, haven't moved on mm. to you know the Afro beats and the new stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? So. Again, you know, I might not Mm. book them for that reason and they want to put it out as another reason why they're not booked or, you know, start talking a little bit of trash or whatever. Mm. But again, again, I'm not I just know music. Like I said, I wake up every day. The first thing I put on my phone is this and my Bluetooth speaker and some type of music. It gets me in the mood. It gets my day going. Which is important
0: because and I I talk about talk about this specifically with so many people that a lot of the managers, a lot of even the promoters, a lot of the owners. Don't even listen to music, or don't even know what's what's popping right now. You know, like like you made the joke like oh like Bad Bunny, I know like, yeah, it's true. I think a lot of owners and even promoters who go out every night don't know that Bad Bunny is the biggest thing in life right mm-hmm. now. You know what I mean? And I'll look at that like because because then they'll come up to or like text me, hey, like what well, you're play like play something else, and I'm like no no no, this is it, you might not resonate with you, but this is the biggest song on TikTok right now, like. I have to play this. You know what I mean? So the fact that you're so in the, like, understand what's hot and, like, you're always listening to music trying to discover and everything like that is really, really important and it's reflecting on the DJs that you're booking.
1: And, again, it reflects on the DJ, too, because, like you said, y- you know what Bodega wants if you're spinning at Bodega, and you know what another venue wants if you're spinning there because you're putting mm-hmm. the time in. You're thinking, okay, the crowd's usually this, the crowd's yeah. usually that. You know, again, the night, uh, the lounge experience is different. It's going to be a little bit, you know, yeah. less BPMs, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, too, like I said, you know, like I said, this this whole thing that's come up, it's, it's comical because it I'm being sarcastic and funny and a little bit of a dickhead. Um But again, I really just enjoy music. I know it's huge to the place. There, there wasn't a time that I'm not like, we don't need DJs, we shouldn't have DJs at any of my any spots. And someone would be like, you could just put a playlist on. No, no, no. The DJ, the look, the feel, the seeing them in the room, moving around. <laughs> what a guy!
0: Wow, All right, guys, I'm done. I'm what a guy. I'm leave we note love him. fuck anything up, <laughs> we love him. <laughs> Woo! Wow, my heart's beating out of my chest. That's
1: amazing. But man. again, I'm, again, you know me. I'm honest. That's yeah, not, like yeah. I said, this isn't anything scripted. I'm just like I said, it's. Mm-hmm. Music is very important to the establishment, to mm-hmm. the night, um, to the customers. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. There's
0: there's another, you know, venue that, you know, was was making it through COVID and they were having the DJs and stuff, but because of the cost, like I mean there this place was making me do like marathon sets. Like it was like Jesus. six, seven hour sets. And so I was like a little bit harder. I'm like, yo, you can't pay me what used to be two hours for like I get it's a little bit different, but you're stretching it to seven hours. Like I can't Damn. do this. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I'd be like, yo, I'll do like I'll I'll um it's either you bump it up or I cut the cut the time down and they're like okay yeah cut the time down
1: really huh
0: yeah they'd rather yeah they'd rather cut the time down and so cut the time down I remember I'm literally like bad at hopping the shower to get ready to go the the thing is already the the, what they listed as the the start time already happened they happened to get a great rush early and text yo when can you get here like and I'm like I thought we agreed on this I knew that was gonna and and I I was gonna say and and they're like everyone's complaining that we just have a playlist, like, you need to be here. And I was like, oh, wow. You Did see how valuable we are right now, don't you? Did you up your fee? No, I, I was like, you told me to come here. I'm, I'm not even showered <laughs> yet. I mean, I, great, great, like, I think yeah, I yeah. just came oh, from working out and everything. Yeah, 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 you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I was like, I literally need to shower. Like, I'm not just going to show up. But it was a moment it's where, where up, I was like, time. yeah, I was, I was." but it was a moment where I was like, honestly, I'm glad this is happening, so you know why. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't just because a lot of like i said like a lot of promoters or like venue owners or managers or whatever like will just be like, oh no it's just it's just music because we don't because they don't know like i'm saying they don't know but then when first of all i don't think songs should like like in a party setting should ever run its full the full song mm-hmm. just cuz attention spans especially in a party atmosphere yeah, is nowadays it's too short else, yeah. you know what i mean so the fact that you can have a dj ripping through songs and like hearing the best parts of the song being able to move on and and then okay if but I get done is not working anymore. Like, they're kind of tired of it. Like, maybe let's crank it up, up-tempo or go down-tempo, whatever it is. The fact that you can have someone constantly watching that is really important versus letting a playlist, whatever comes next, uh, I don't know. It's on shuffle. We'll figure it out. Not, you not, know even I mean? not even a question. Yeah.
1: I'll take a DJ every day seven times over on Sunday over a playlist because, yeah. again, they set the room, they set the tone. Again, they found out quick. Not having yeah, you yeah. in the booth that could control the music, change exactly. it up, go to this, go to that. People, li- again, you know, they like to see the person there. Mm. And ultimately, again, not knowing what they charge, is the cost really going to affect the sales? Because actually, they're probably losing sales if people aren't feeling it. And instead of having two or three drinks, if they're like, eh, they just want to yeah. like, have a drinking bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So th- they're probably going to make that money up if mm. it's whatever, again, not knowing exactly what it is. Right, If it is. It right, wasn't right. too much. Right that they could, you know, give you a little bit. Um, just like, again, too, when you went over a certain point, you know, it was like, here, his a little extra. Yeah. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. And then we ended up upping it anyways, right, right. officially. But, again, as we got better, we, you know, yeah, took no, care yeah. of people. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, again, it's, you know, just like the thing with the drinks, you know, is, is maybe the venue is, you know, hurting. I, again, like I said, I, I, I try to look at the other side. Side that I'm on, too, not just mm. the, the DJ side, and that I'm for DJs when it comes to that. But you know, maybe a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars, you know, is a, it is a lot at <laughs> these times because every dollar counts. Mm. So maybe for them, again, you know, they didn't see it, they ended up seeing it, but at some time they might say, Listen, I can't do this, um, you know, just like I can't maybe have, um, you know, I, I've, I've seen some places, like, stop carrying certain liquors. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? Because, again, like, the cost is high. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. And if I, didn't, sitting, I didn't know that And if you're sitting on that for a while, right, that's right, the money right. you're sitting on. Right. So they Damn. might, you know. So
0: just sell, like, the best sellers kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, again, it's not it's not a bad idea. But then someone comes in and goes, oh, where's the, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you're like, oh, uh, uh, it's out of stock. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but, again, th- th- this is the, like I said, you have to find ways to make your business successful right now. Right. Whether it's having a DJ, cutting liquor cost, whatever it is, because let's be realistic. No one's safe. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, you know, even if, you know, it looks like you're doing good, you're still doing, you know, at least half, or I don't even know the specific number of what you would possibly be doing uh, pre-COVID and, you know, costs are up, food costs, you know, um like I said, technically, nobody's safe. You have right. to do what you need to do to keep your business running. That's why, you know, not something we might do, but if that's what the business thinks they need to do, can't, you know, can't argue with it.
0: Right, right, right. Kind of looking bigger picture, like, so, I mean, we know, we know what makes, and we were just talking about what makes uh, a venue, restaurant, lounge successful in Boston. You know, really, it, not that it's not hard, but it takes, you know, just a little bit of the extra time, like we were saying, on the decor and the and the you know drinks of the month, getting a little bit uh, more creative, I think goes a really really long way in Boston because I think more often than not, restaurants are very just bland, just rely on the food, and hey, please give us all your business. Mm-hmm. You're someone that's gone around a lot around the country, around the world. I'm not too sure. No, but it's mainly um, in the states. I'm not. Um, but in the states, like you know, Miami, DC, New York, these are places that every spot is going super hard on the vibe, the atmosphere, just little details. Um, I went to this place in Miami called, I don't know if it's called Shush or called Sh, but it's S-H-H-H, mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot. Everyone check it out. It's really, really dope. I went to it, and what it is is it's, um, so it's behind a, like, a front stand restaurant, not too big. The restaurant isn't too big, but there's, like, a bookcase opens up, and that's in the sick. back, you know, it's super sick. Yeah, and yeah. obviously that's very specific to Miami, very Miami. But then once I was in the venue, there was just these little details that I was like, "Man, like this is so sick!" Like, so an example is on one wall they had this like neon, uh, like black light painted thing of Marilyn Monroe doing the dre- holding the dress thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, that's yeah, cool, I- iconic, yeah. yeah, yeah, super iconic. That's cool." Every thirty minutes, there was a vent that I didn't know was there on the bottom of it, and just CO two would spray every thirty minutes because it was the illusion that the CO two was what's Making up the, dress. the blowing up yeah, the dress. Yeah, yeah. So when I I first I was like, yo, what the fuck is that? Like scared me the first. I was like, yo, what the fuck? CO so, two super loud. And then I looked at it and I was like, wait, it's all part of just the thing. Like the wall, like it's all the art. You know what I mean? And I was like, something a symbol. I was like, yo, this man. And obviously, everyone's taking videos of it. Everyone's waiting for it, timing see, it. That's all free advertising. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone's realizing that it's every thirty minutes. Oh, it's okay. It's a, it's it's eleven twenty nine. It's get gonna ready. happen. Get ready. Get ready. And it became a thing all night. And I was like, yo. and then the DJ booth, obviously I nerded out over this, you know, like um, uh, waste management dumpsters, yeah. the green stuff. So the booth was a, 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 a model dumpster and it said, instead of waste management, it said wasted management. And it was just, and that was like the booth. And I was like, I was like, that shit's that's, so that's cool. Great, you know what I mean? Great ideas. And it's all these things where I'm like, yo, Boston doesn't have any of this except, uh, you know, I would say, so Bodega is one of the spots that I'm t- I tell people, I'm like, yo, they have the fucking swan, like ball like they have you yep. know the the graffiti like they have the shit shand- like so you know but you know what are the things that you've seen and, and then you can come back to boston and be like yo boston is like super dry that's that's the that's the feeling i get
1: yeah i mean boston's always been behind you know new york vegas miami um boston in general has never been a very friend industry friendly city um you know There's no happy hour. They don't let you promote (sighs) liquor sales. And these are all things that would, you know, help drive a business. Yeah. Help them do additional revenue, things like that. Um, But, yeah, I, you know, it's funny. Every time I go somewhere, I'm constantly looking around that even sometimes my girl's like, can you, like, pay attention (laughs) to, like, me and dinner? You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, but that's cool. Yeah, yeah. um, I'm the same way. Yeah. There's a restaurant group in San Diego um, and I, I was thinking about this when you were talking to and I'm drawing a blank on their group's name, but they own multiple places out there. Born and raised is one of them. Uh, Morning Glory. It's just, it's a strictly a breakfast spot. Mm-hmm. And this pl- you, when you have a chance, I'll send you some of their links. You look it up for a breakfast spot. It has the craziest decor. It, all they do is breakfast. It's just breakfast. And, again, their build's a million-dollar build-outs. Right, you know right, what I right. mean? So they're there's, on another There's level, obviously variables. But you can yeah. look and say, okay, that's a cool concept. That's something I could do at my place. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a million dollars, you know.
0: I, I, I just looked it up real quick. Con, consortium Holdings. That's
1: them. Yep. 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 This place them. looks fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they do really Man. elaborate build-outs. Um, but, again, all this is free marketing. So if you initially put up this cost to do this, I see it and then you do it right, obviously, it's going to yep. come back to you. Yeah. Because like you said, we were talking about earlier, I think even before we did the show, your food might not be that great, but you have some crazy dope
0: spot, Yeah, yeah. and people, they're still going to come. Yeah. You know oh, yeah. I, mean? um, I haven't been to this spot, but um, everyone and their mom t- has talked, like Marielle. Yeah, uh, yeah, Marielle. Like, yeah. yep. like, like, I still haven't been. Um, I mean, it, it got super popping, like not too soon before COVID, and mm-hmm. then, you know, I just haven't been. Oh my God, no one fucking stopped talking about it. And I'm sure their food's great, but that's not really what they were talking about. They're talking about the under. They were yeah. talking about how, no, well, they were t- talking about how it fucking looked. Yep. They're like, this place just looks amazing. It looks luxurious. It, like, when I'm in there, I feel not like my stupid broke self. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, they,
1: they, they did a great they, job. And they do great jobs on all their places, that group. Uh, the same ones that own uh, Lolita.
0: Oh, it's, the, oh it's this, oh, oh, yeah. oh okay. The okay. bookshelf
1: thing reminded me of Yvonne's. Yeah, so we yeah, 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 to fire, yeah, yeah, So again, another group that does great okay, builds okay. and very Instagrammable. Yeah. And
0: actually, the food of Mario's good. Yeah, yep. like, like I said, I can't comment on it, and it's I'm not saying it's one of those places that shitty food but great place. Yeah, but, no, I know what you're saying, but, but yeah, but, it, in, but general, in terms they of builds a, yeah, I much. mean the place from the photos I saw, I'm like, oh, this place is the fact that this place is a Boston. I wouldn't have guessed if you just showed me a picture. Hey, where is this? I would not have said Boston.
1: Yeah, but like you said, uh, it got people talking. They're all yeah, talking about it, and
0: how important that was for their business. I mean, I'm sure they would have done fine anyway, but like that extra. Step just gets you that much. And they're one of popular. the
1: restaurants that's. I, I again, not that I'm there, I don't know, but from what I see, it looks like they're doing they're doing good. Oh yeah. You know, again, oh, yeah. when we say doing good, I just <laughs> want to elaborate that it's not what everybody was doing pre COVID. So, well, <laughs> yeah. place might look busy, everything's six feet apart. You're losing bar stools, you're losing tables. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And now the hours are reduced. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so 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 you are one of the people that like when you're at another stay or another restaurant, you're like, oh yeah. Yes,
1: I'm constantly looking at things like that. Um. I love Instagram. I've always loved pictures. Yep. I used to like bring a camera to the club when like phones weren't camera things. You know what I mean? I <laughs> uh, take pictures. I have like boxes of like, you know, um, just like film photos yeah, from yeah. back in the day. Um, so Damn, I do the a, archives. Yeah, yeah I should have brought some in. Yeah, that would have been super <laughs> sick to like
0: compare that. Would ne- next time. Next time. Yeah, we can do a uh,
1: <laughs> an old guys really show. <laughs> um, but again, you know, just looking up places like, you know, you just did real quick. You can yeah. look up, you know, groups and things like that uh because again too like you got to be fresh so you might have something that's dope for 3 or 4 years right but then someone's going to come up with the next thing or the next spot so you're like well you know if I'm going to change this place around or open up something else you know what are we going to do what's going to be the concept yeah um but again it, it's multifaceted you know what i mean so if you can do the beverage program and the food and the venue And, uh, have a nightlife program. And even if it's just a simple, like lounge thing, like even if you had a restaurant that had a lounge thing going like, you know, six or seven tables, doesn't need to be totally off the wall, jam packed, can't move, you know, that's additional revenue. It's more hours. And, you know, you can give your staff more hours. You know, you can hire another bartender. You can hire two bottles. You know what I mean? Like, so again, you're, it's, it, it all kind of comes together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's another hard thing about going into after COVID. Like, you know, you can't bring everybody back. You know what I mean? It's like, and that's what hurts. You, you know, you used to have six bartenders. Now you have one to two. Yeah. <laughs> on a Friday, or Saturday, night, you know. Yeah. You have four servers. You can only run with two servers. And, and mm-hmm. people want to come back stuff. That was another like hurdle that was kind of like you know, getting, getting to me like you know, how how do we get this guy more hours? How do we get this girl more hours? You know, uh, how can I get Kevin more? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, it's again it's it, it's been a lot. Yeah, you
0: know? damn that's that's intense. Uh, and then that's a, that's the stuff that people definitely don't consider. Yeah, you know, and and, and again, why well I want to get different people, different roles in nightlife, different roles in the industry to kind of explain that, come here and explain that because obviously having the promoter end they're worried about the parties and, and whatever. Again, and I, it's tough for them, too, because, again, <sighs> promoters, well, there's no nights now. Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? Never mind that, like, the clubs haven't even reopened or the bars haven't reopened, so they lost all their nights there. You know, again, there's not many venues that are booking DJs having a nightlife vibe, and so they don't really need a, a promoter because, like you said, we can't even take the additional people that yeah, you would bring in. exactly. Um or a DJ might bring in because we don't have the space. We don't have the tables and mm-hmm. it, you know, now it's like we're turning them away and it looks mm-hmm. bad, you know? So mm-hmm. like I said, it was just such a trickle down effect, like yeah. on every level, yeah. you know, not just the DJs. You know, what I mean, the yeah. people in the kitchen, yeah. the hostess, you yeah. know, like, yeah. you yeah. know, who is an hourly employee, you yeah. know, she's not getting a percentage like a promoter, you know, or um, like I said, it's, it's tough to see no matter what, and I know we're talking industry, but whatever field you're in and not be able to do what you love or support your family and you, again, it's not your fault. You, No one here did anything wrong. Yeah. 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 This was exactly. all, you know, brought on us and yeah, I'm yeah. not going to get into how it came and all that, but <laughs> it was something that happened to everybody yeah, yeah. and it wasn't planned right? and it affected everybody.
0: Yeah, absolutely. In comparison, I mean, so, so I've only known you as a manager. So we met at, at So High, we were mm-hmm. your manager as well. Was that?
1: When did you start uh, spinning in, in uh, Boston? I, that's when I did meet you, so I didn't know if that was yeah. like when you first
0: started. Or so so, I started DJing, period, seven years ago, in 2013. Um, but I jumped around because so I went to school in Worcester, and then I was only getting gigs in the North Shore, and then um, Cambridge gigs. Like um, Started playing in Boston 2016, 2017. Um, I say tw- yeah, 2016, I would say, I think, um, and that's when I started like actually getting consistent gigs like in downtown, like, um, like I played Royale, play Ascend before I died. Mm-hmm. Um, Ascend was sick. Um, and where was also like, you know, it, I was getting, but you know, and then once I got into college, obviously bar scene, big. By the time I made it to so High, so at the time I was just opening, I was like the opener guy, right? So someone who was, you know, ma- made their name in the college bar scene, has played a couple clubs, but you know he still isn't there yet so like I got, at the time I was like opening for Tut opening for Stams mm-hmm. um, just cause I was cool with them and they fucked with me um, and then it was one of those things where like you know it worked out for me where like while I was I put my heart and soul in an opening set make sure it was right that when it came time they are like yo this you know whoever the promoters were at the time were like yo our promoter, our promoter our DJ for tomorrow just bailed for whatever reason we know you're available cause you're not there yet and we trust you replace him and i'm like oh my god like you know that's for my for me first headlining at this specific venue yeah, it's like a break yeah it's a break exactly now i just got to show them i can headline now they know i can open now i got to show them i can headline um and so and that's kind of what happened with me at so high and then i was playing at so high like monthly pretty much i was i was seeing you know a good amount at the time yeah um, like
1: i said that's when i first became familiar with you mhm
0: mhm that's when a lot like and that's i see every like today was—it's funny. I posted today. Um, I got a reminder that today was two years since my headlining, fuck, headlining debut at Cure, mm-hmm. and then that night is the same night I got my Cure residency for weekly on Saturday, which that was is. like huge. It was like huge break for me. I was gonna ask you what night was um, it? You did yeah, it was. Um, because you did Sundays too, didn't you? Sunday sometimes, yeah, yeah. you know, but, but because Kareem was doing the Saturdays and he's the type that like, if, if he likes you, like he'll just put you weekly, like, like that night. I've heard that about him. Yeah. Right? that yeah. And, and cause, and I talked to him about it and he's just like, yeah, like if I like you, like, and I know you bring the right vibe, why would I pick anyone else? And so, um, which I fucking love. <laughs> and, um, so that yeah. So that night I remember like the flyer literally said guest DJ and then that night he like, Gets really close to me. He goes, yo, do you want to like just be our resident? And I was like, awesome, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was exactly two years ago today, and so th- is around that time, like between twenty sixteen and twenty eighteen, where I was like getting breaks and like playing at, at, at venues for the first time. But like, and I turned all of those into my bitch. Like, and then so by like twenty eighteen, after before COVID, I was just ripping like venues apart, like residencies on residencies, like Love just it. just you know making as many relationships and just uh, trying to show myself to as many people as possible um but um then covid fucked all that shit up but you know but sure we're trying do. to make it work you know yeah. and um that's where we're here just keeping the snack strain going ultimately but um yeah so that was at the time I met you like yeah, so sorry, I just yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know I that, threw was, that I threw that out there yeah so that's yeah, I think, so, so society I think I probably met you like 2017 2018 um so that was your first like managerial role
1: yes um I had Pretty much did everything there from the opening, like, as a promoter, then security, oh. then, like, the door, then, like, VIP services, then, like, the bottle service program. So you
0: really were, like, bottom to yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. H- how long was that time period? 2014, I think.
1: Oh, wow. So the funny thing was, they <laughs> society's first night was a Wednesday. Like and an industry night? Kind of like an industry night, yep. And they didn't have an entertainment license yet, so you couldn't have a DJ. It was just like a playlist. You know, it was, it was okay. It was I, like mean the great, the it I mean, the way it looks, is
0: just like it's such a great after hours kind of spot. Yeah, it was a new, it was a brand new
1: spot. Yeah. Yep. Um. So again, it was that off as a promoter, and then uh, worked my way up, whatever you want to call it, um, to management, and that was pretty much there the whole run. Yeah, till the end.
0: Damn, I I I didn't even know it opened in 2014. Like I, think I didn't it was know summer
1: 2014.
0: Pretty yeah, I had some yeah. some good years on it. I didn't know because um, because yeah, 16,
1: 17, 18 were like the, uh, the yeah the society was like kid. Yeah, yeah yeah.
0: But I always noticed that about that you were always. You're always in it. Like, you weren't the guy, yeah, in the back. You know, every time you were in the black t shirt and some gloves and like, the gloves. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, go, go on ham. Like, see,
1: again, I was ahead of the time. I was wearing gloves before COVID, <laughs> like rubber gloves. I actually learned that. It's funny. I learned that at Wet Republic because you know I go to Vegas oh, all y- the time.
0: I actually ha- wanted a, 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 just a Vegas section of this podcast. I'm like, literally, just tell me about your experiences in Vegas. <laughs> uh, it
1: started in 2003. But, um, but uh, yeah, so. The security out there would wear black gloves, especially at the pool party, because everyone was fucking disgusting. Bro. You know what I I mean? So I'm like, that's a good idea.
0: I watch videos (laughs) of like, because when I went and like the cesspool that it is, like, and now, because you know how like COVID's like completely changed our perspective, like, oh my God, the fact that we used to just hug each other is like, oh, like everyone's just weird. I look at the videos back when I was in Vegas at Web Republic and I'm like, that's all just Covid water, yeah, like it's fucking disgusting.
1: Oh, I seen a baby one time in the water, like so <laughs> had sex and baby popped out. <laughs> oh um, you know, I was thinking today too. I was thinking, like, remember when you'd like pop a bottle and pass it around the room yeah. and be drinking? Everyone's of it? Just like Imagine it, yeah. doing that now. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> like it's and it's little things where, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, people
0: are yeah. Like I said, you're not afraid to just shake each other's head oh I don't know if you like, I don't know if you sanitize Like, so yeah, the, half the shit we did in the club was like fucking horrific in Covid. Like, in a COVID mindset, you know right. what I mean? But wh- So, what exactly was... So, you said it was good that they were wearing black gloves? No, so I
1: just saw that they were wearing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of, not OCD-ish, but very, like, clean and, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the guy that wraps the napkin around the gas pump, you know what I mean? Okay, Things okay. like that. Yeah. So, when I saw the security out there doing it, and they would have different, like, they actually have some, like, state rules, like... That they need to feel like you have to wear earplugs if you work in oh like a uh, club.
0: I wish I got um, that memo because I'm fucking yeah, yeah, deaf. Me too. Bro. <laughs> I'm so uh, deaf. Good.
1: Same. <laughs> um, and the, you know, so they have. So, I'm not saying the gloves was like a part of the protocol, but you would see a lot of security mm. wearing them. Mm. And I was kind of like, oh, that's I kind of like that because yeah, yeah, again yeah. at the time I think I was just doing security. Mm. You know, you know what happens in clubs is fights. Is, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. People bleed in oh, whatever. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So. You know, at times, touching people and picking up cups. You know what I mean? Mm. Things like that off the table. Oh, yeah. You makes know? makes sense. So I started wearing them. Yeah, yeah. That's how that thinks that. Yeah. But at the time, people would be like, you know, oh, are you wearing what's bl-? the deal with you the know? gloves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now everyone's like, you can't even find rubber gloves in a store. Right, right,
0: right, right. right. Yeah. I just, I just remember, because, you know, at a venue, like, you don't know who does what. So especially at my time when like, I didn't know anyone and I was so like, I was like, I see this guy every time I'm here, and he's always <laughs> going crazy, you know, rocking out, and, and, and you know, doing what he needs to do. I think he's the guy. I mean, it turns out you were the guy. Um, yeah. and I was uh,
1: uh, I was every every guy. Yeah, that yeah. Was, but, again, I'm just, I, I'm like that. I'll mm-hmm. do whatever I need to do, you know.
0: And so, and I'm assuming just because of your, like, attitude and just how you look at things, like, you were, we'll say, like a Club Rats and Stay One kind of thing. Have you always been into music and into Always into out?
1: music, absolutely always into music, going back to, like, nwa 80 late 80s uh candy man was like the first cd i ever got wow like knocking boots you know yeah. Um, so I've always loved music, big, big like uh, West Coast hip hop guy yeah. in the '90s. Sweet. Like I said, I love '90s R and B. When I
0: played a uh, computer love at, um, <laughs> yep. at but then Zabin you, you were, <laughs> you, were, you were like I was like because it was the end of the night, so I was like I know I'm just trying to wind it down, get a vibe, you know lounge vibe, whatever. And I was like I know no one knows this, but like people can just rock to it. Yeah. But you were in the back like, yo, and I was like yes. I love when I, was, I hear something oh, like oh, that. Oh dog that knows. People this. might not know. I mean,
1: I feel like some <laughs> of these songs too. You could. I was listening to a house song the other day, and my girl was like, "Oh, is this new?" And I'm like, "No, it's actually from like '95." Dude, everything is being sampled. Yeah. Right now. Well, so
0: computer love is um, the transition I that I do, and I think I did was Ty Dolla Sign has a song that samples it, and I do this Beautiful. transition where I play the original, yep. and then it goes into that. But yeah, so many people are like, "Oh yeah, Ty Dolla Sign song." Like, "Oh wait, wait, this isn't it. It's Why does it, it sound that. exactly?" I'm like, "Yeah, because he sampled it." Everything is being sampled. These Play days. that. I
1: so want to hear that um, transition again. Yeah, yeah, got you. Got uh, you got we you, get yeah. you back. So, yeah, I didn't catch on it. I was probably in the you know in the zone. No, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. with well, the computer love
0: part. It's one of those <laughs> things that probably only other, another DJ would like understand what's happening because like I'm just so nitty gritty detailed that like most of the transitions I'm like yeah no one knows what I'm doing but I'm just satisfied that I'm doing
1: it. Actually, I have another question for you now that you said that. Do other venues like tell you what to spin?
0: Um, now that. I'm, like, more established, no. Because, yeah. okay. like, because usually they're booking me because they know what they're getting. Like, they, they want right. what I do. But especially when I was on the come-up, like, I was, like, saying, like, maybe, like, 2016, whatever. Like, because they didn't know me. It was, I was That that was the year where I was breaking so many venues that, like, okay, hey, you're new. This hey, this is what we do. This is, we'd like you to play this, this song, this song, this song, this song. I would even get text from the promoter, yo, play this song. So I was getting so much that that, and, anno- and it annoyed the fuck out of me. And I was like, damn, is this what it is? Like, is this what it's like to play at these bigger venues, and I was like, damn, this is actually kind of whack. But then I realized, like, as I developed my own sound and, like, got my own, like, crowd and stuff, that eventually places are just going to book you because they want you and how you you play, you know what I mean? So right. if I'm playing the Zap, like, and O-Dog loves that, like, he wants to hear me do it again, you know what I mean? He'll yeah,
1: and again, I love it. I don't know if anyone <coughs> else does, but, like, yeah. again – I jokingly ask around for a song here and there. I usually, yeah, teach it yeah. before a set, because it's something new that I just heard. I'm like, oh, I'd like to hear that loud in a club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because I can just feel it better. Yep. But like, you know, it's never been like, oh, you have to spin this, you have to spin that. Uh, Early days, this, it, it was, that. it was,
0: it was very like, it needs to be within this frame. Don't get out of it. You know what I mean? It makes sense, so I think it's a trust thing. If you know yeah, the DJ, exactly. They're like, hey, they're gonna come could, and do, yeah, and like, and especially when it's the the promoter who books it, so the management does, has no idea who this dude is, has yeah. never heard them. Ugh, they could be terrible, they could be great. We don't know, but let's just. I, it was more just like a like just letting you know this is what it's like. But me, I was always I had already asked twenty DJs who played there already, what's it like? So I already knew, you know what I mean. But it was just kind of annoying, like when they would I'd be like, man, let me do my job. It's just it's yeah. just that DJ. Let me do my job. I'm a DJ, man. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, but I mean, no one wants
1: to be told what they're supposed to do yeah. as far as their job. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't. But I mean, feedback too. Like you said, sometimes they have a opener come in that you don't know, you're not familiar with, and again, like. They're like, how do I plug this into the uh, thing here? And I'm like, you're the DJ. I don't know. know. And then I'm like, who is this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, why didn't the headliner tell me that this kid was coming? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even, like, I don't know. He could steal all the equipment. I don't even know who he is. Might even be a DJ. Right, right, right. Um, But, yeah, actually, (laughs) I'll tell you. uh, I know you wanted some, like, little stories here and there. It's funny (laughs) that you mentioned society. And when you were an opener, we had a DJ. It was his first time spinning at society. And, uh he obviously thought he was bigger <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> than who he was. So he had an opener come in. Like, I didn't book him. One of the promoters did. And uh, didn't know, like, so he has the opener come in. I'm like, who, who are you? He's like, oh, I'm opening for so-and-so. I'm like, oh, that was nice of him to tell us. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> actually, he was a nice kid, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gets on. He actually was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Um, Now, this was, like, again, 16, 17, 18. I don't know the uh, year. But when society was, like. Yep. Out of control.
0: So was that early crowd, was it? It was always an early crowd then. Yeah, like, true. Because people wanted to get in. Yeah.
1: But the opener comes on, and the he- I don't remember what time it was, but the headliner shows up, and there's a fucking crowd outside at this point. And the door guy hits me up, and he says, hey, there's a kid out here that says he's the DJ. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 it's, he has an opener. And they're like, well, he's here with, like, five people. Ah. And I'm like, it's his first time spinning here, Damn toe. DJs. Yep. All right, So you're All already right. getting where this is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, dude, really? So I go outside. I'm like, bro. I'm like, you have a headliner. Didn't know about it. It's like 1130. You're showing up now. And you got five people. And he's like, well, what's the problem? I go, do you see, like, all these other people here, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that, you know, are actually going to spend money, uh, you know what I mean, right, like, that they right, can't get in? Right. And he's like, well, I'm the DJ, whatever, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, <laughs> well, how about this? And he's like, well, I go, I'll get, like, two in now, you come in, set up. He's like, no, no, they, I need to get them all in now. Mm. I go, or he goes, I need to get them all in now, I'm not going to spin. I go, okay, so we'll do this then. You have a good night. I'll keep this kid on that's opening for you, and for any reason, if you decide to text him and tell him to stop spinning, I'll just put a mix on, and you can have a good night. Thanks, and I just walk back in. That's it. Then all of a sudden, Jay, can you, this kid's still here at the door. Can you come back out? So I'm like, go back out. I'm like, what's up? I thought you were leaving. He's like, no, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit up and spin. He's like, can these two come and go? No, now they can't. I go now, it's just you. So, oh man, That's it. you had your chance. Oh, you know what I mean? God. So, you want to go set up and spin? Go set up and spin. That's it, done. Did he, oh, is, is this one of those,
0: and he never spun here ever again kind of stories? Or was it just I, I actually,
1: like, I never, like, did that. Like, I was never like, this guy's not spinning yeah. here again because okay. he, you know what I mean? Like, you really have to do something fucking okay. stupid. Okay, But again, I think the promoters never booked him again anyways. Yeah. You Damn. know, and it was just like. but Yikes.
0: <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's that fine line where, you know, DJs are like. Because even I see, I'm like, yo, you're not that good. Like, I'm, I'm like, you're not, and, 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 you know, I I think I'm pretty good, but I'm like, at the end of the day, like, we're just in Boston here. Like, and, and you know, and I'm someone that rarely comes late. Like, you know what I that, mean? another thing, I, too. I yeah, don't, I don't time, really, timeless, Yeah, I don't yeah. really do the, like, if, if I'm late, it's because it's a reason. And then, like if I do the open, it's because I need, like, I need well, it. send me a text. Yeah. And, uh, yeah hey, yeah, there's and
1: traffic at the garden. I uh, can't find park. It, yeah, yeah. I get yeah. it. I can, again, I have mixes. <laughs> I can put a mix on till you get set up and good. Right, it's right, fine.
0: Damn, that's funny. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, <laughs> you manage, I mean, uh, we've talked so much about getting the DJs in and stuff, but you also, as we've, you know, kind of touched on, you know, you manage bartenders and bottle girls and just b- for a bottle service and everything, VIP, you said you did. Um, what are some maybe misconceptions or like things that maybe people don't realize kind of goes into that, the preparation when you, oh, there is going to be a sellout night tonight. Like how are you approaching it versus, you know, maybe not even having it at all anymore?
1: Well, again, you always wanted to have your tables sold. I mean, it's a great start to the night. It gets everybody motivated because money obviously motivates everybody. Um, you know, it's going to be a good night if all your tables are booked before you start the night. Right? It's 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 great. Um, it's not necessarily the key because again, there will be people that say can't get in. That'll say, "Hey, listen, you want to get in now? I got a table. It's four dudes. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you don't have to wait. You'll have a, your own serve. You got your own area. You know what I mean?" So that helps, too, and, again, it takes care of the customer. They don't feel like they have to get a table to come in. Um, the The bottle service, I always took bottle service program very seriously. Um, again, I think that's originally why I was not, like, bottle service hasn't even been around really that long, if you think about it. Like when I first started going out, there was no bottle service. Mm-hmm.
0: It's funny. Yeah. I <laughs> was I was um listening to a, another podcast that's like it's like very DJ specific, yeah. and someone made the joke that I was like, I, w- I <laughs> it was like, I wonder who like the dude who founded like the concept. I think I googled that one time. There's an answer
1: if you Google. Oh it. really? Yeah yeah yeah. I mean I'm a Google. No do it. <laughs> I I actually did it myself one time. What is it like? Founded bottle service? Like, no, it, it was like a, I think it was like a manager too. Like
0: maybe maybe how, Miami. How did bottle? But while you're service? looking that up,
1: but so. The one of the first places I can think that had it, and this is a very underrated place I think in Boston nightlife was uh, it's called Whiskey Park. Mm-hmm. It was at the uh, Park Plaza Hotel where um Strip is now. Okay, it was on that bottom floor. Yeah, 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 and that's one of the first places I remember being like Ultra Lounge having bottle service. This had to be like two thousand six maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really just like caught my eye. I'm like, wow, this is, like, a super, like, exclusive thing. They almost, they had, like, a little side room, too. um, And, again, like, even in Vegas, like, 2000, yeah, no, Vegas had it early on. But as far as Boston went, it was 2006, I think, around there. Wow. And from what I remember. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I really liked it. So when I started getting into, like, you know, Actually having a say in running a specific night in the venue and getting mm-hmm. it set up, mm-hmm. I felt like that always was very important. Um, and again, it's you know, it's obviously very female driven. Um, I actually try. I actually did a male bottle service. Yo, thing. I was Remember gonna that? say,
0: weren't you the one that I? You at least posted on Facebook, and it's funny because when I had the uh, the bottle service episode yep. at the end, because I think I was, I think I was. I th- I was thinking about you when I, when I, when I asked it, I, I, it was kind of a joke when I asked it, but I was like, yo, do you think there's ever going to be a demand for male bottle service? Yeah. And she turned it and she was like, absolutely not. What was your experience with it? Ultimately it didn't, it wasn't really
1: successful. Um, I had, I had kind of like fished it out first yeah. and people seemed to like, like it, uh-huh. but then ultimately when it came down to it, and again, it, this isn't a, a, a sexist thing, yeah yeah, yeah ultimately men are the one that buy tables and they want a female bottle server. I was trying to go for like the bachelorette party, the yep. birthday party. Yep. Um, I was actually talking to one of my friends in Vegas. Uh, we had gone out to dinner one night and he was uh, pretty, he's pretty high up now for the Hakkasan group. Oh wow. And you know, I had actually thrown it by him and he was like, damn, why don't we do that?
0: You know what I mean? In Vegas like, it would make a lot of sense. But
1: on the other hand too, yeah. their bar backs are like, Really model looking guys like jacked up, and they do a lot of the show stuff too with the girls, so they kind of have that element, but it was mm-hmm. never like specifically like a male bottle server out there either. But he thought it was even a good idea. But again, Boston being Boston, it never yeah. really took off. It might work in other cities, I don't know, but I did kind of throw it out there at society. I had flyer design and had a couple guys and things like that, but ultimately it didn't work in Boston, so she was right, yeah. Um, but I again, I just it was it's it's the it's the customer service, it's the VIP, it's all this in one, it's the customer service, it's the VIP experience, it's walking right into the door, not having to wait in line. So it's like, I think it's super important to to have. And it's got to be, it's still got to be done right too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I've been to places that I you know, I'm paying a premium and like this is all I'm getting. And not saying all I'm getting is like, you know, the ice and the mixers, but it was like, I still had to wait in line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah, you know, the server had like 17 other tables. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like she's coming around every like half hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it still like has to be done right and things like that. So I was, again, going I always took the VIP experience bottle service part I, very important. Um I was fortunate enough to have girls that worked for me and wanted to work for me at, when I moved to Yeah, I noticed you know what? that. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Um because again, there's the teamwork there. They work together as a team. They help each other out. There's a parade. They all jump in. One girl's, you know, got a lot of, you know, let's say assholes at the table. She can go over and kind of intervene and help out, you know. Um, so, again, that that part I really, you know, enjoy and think is very important to have.
0: As someone who does find it so important, what do you think about, you know, when people are like, because I, I realized that there was this, uh, an audience or a section of people that were like, I want to party somewhere that doesn't have bottle service at all because of kind of the crowd it brings or the energy that it brings. Oh, for, really? Huh? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like so, you know, because I, I had my fair share of, like, yeah, super clubby gigs but also very, like, stripped down. Like, like you've been to, like, Winwood mm-hmm. Like, where yep. it's, like, no bottle service. It's just, like, it's just about the music. You yep. know what I mean? And I think there's a, a, a huge um, crowd in Boston that they're, like, oh like, I would love to go. I love music. I love dancing, but I just don't like going out in Boston because everything is so VIP and bottle driven. Yeah, it is. So, what do you, so, have you ever felt that? Have you ever been in a place where, like, damn, like, I would love to go out and dance and listen to music, but the bottle service shit, maybe not tonight? I mean, I haven't, but I think
1: because I'm spoiled. Um, I can walk into a venue yeah, sure. and just say, Hey, what's up? And they'll obviously let me in and walk around. I mean, most places, some places maybe don't want me in there, <laughs> but, um, go, you know what I mean? And again, I don't necessarily have to get a table, but I won't have an issue getting in, but I can definitely see that. But maybe that's what really made, cause you spun in both rooms at Bodega. Yep. I'd say the main room was more of a bar vibe while the lounge was very table heavy um, so I could see that actually being a thing because we, as much as we tried to implement bottle service on that bar side, it just wouldn't happen. Mm. You know what I mean? People wanted that lounge. They wanted it to be crammed in. They wanted their table. They wanted it super dark. Yep. Uh, and again, fantastic because it's sold the tables and it, you know, got higher minimums and it got people in there. But I think that you know, is a thing because that bar side, people just wanted to come in, grab their Corona, grab a shot. Yeah, it was dance. two different people. And it's <laughs>
0: because, so, in the beginning, like, I had always, I was always on the lounge. I had, like, never played the restaurant. And I remember, yeah, it was probably you, but you, you, you placed me on the restaurant side once. Like, it was the first time I had been playing at Bodega for, like, this year, at this point, a year and a half or something. And I was like, why is he?
1: Yeah, I think you were at Bodega before I was. Yeah, well, Yeah,
0: I was... I was like the third DJ to ever play there, and it was mad different. It was so different. Like they didn't. I remember when I played there, they didn't have the bottle service license yet. Mm -hmm. Um, The some of the stuff with the decor was different. They didn't have like the graffiti uh, couches or the bathrooms. Um, Like there was some stuff. I was like the third or fourth DJ to ever play there. Yeah, you definitely Um, were way ahead of me. And um, but anyway, so and I was like, huh, like I've never played. Like I wonder, you know, why, like whatever and i was like but i'm sure it's really different i but i wouldn't know because every time i'm here i'm djing this one side and i'm playing and i'm like yo the people that are on this side is way different like they're not buying they're not buying cocktails they're buying beer like and 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 i'm like this is more of a bar like free for i can and and i was able to go way deeper into the like, music crates, like, they like, in the lounge side, you know, because it's about they want the hot stuff, they want what's sexy, they want what's, what's, what's popping, and the, on the main room, I was, like, able to do, like, super throwbacky stuff, some, like, almost, like, silly music to get, the, like, people could sing along to and stuff, and it was just, and they loved it, and they loved it, and that was the cool thing about a venue like, like, Bodega, that, like, it was, you had the best of both worlds, whichever one you either chose or got into that night, you were still probably gonna have a good time, and, I can't think of another venue that has that. I mean, Cure had the side room, but they barely used it. Um, Icon and venue. No. Yeah. Icon venue have side rooms, but you know, it's like a Latin room versus like hip hop room, I guess. But I think in terms of, cause at the end of the day, they all had, they all had bo- bottle service. So I'm trying to think, yeah, I think this like bodega is the only place in Boston, at least that was like, Hey, if you don't, if you're not into the whole lights and, bottles and all that stuff there's a there's an option that's but if you are there's an option you know
1: i think that's definitely what ownership went for mm. and there's nothing wrong with the the lights and the show and you know if i was having a birthday or, I, i'll go do that you know what i mean might not be in boston might be out of town but i'll, I'll do that um but they wanted to be the kind of underground you know dark you know there's no signage outside mm. yeah and, yeah, you know what yeah i mean like but it's turned up, you know what I mean, on yeah, the weekends. Yeah. Um, Very like New York style, exactly, yeah. exactly, um, and it worked. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I mean,
0: there's uh, nothing. Yeah, there's not another one like it. Um, but then when you saw like Big Night just continue to grow and like open up venues, did was mm-hmm. that? Because wh- I know so many, especially like like the downtown clubs. Oh my god, like it's a dead night because right. the Grand opened or whatever. Were you guys ever affected that way because because you guys were so different or no? No,
1: see, yeah. So I was at society when Big Night came on the scene. Well, not on the scene because I was going to Ocean Club and mm-hmm. you know Suite and Estate. You know before all these other that they owned before the um, the Grand and Memoir opened. But the Grand definitely had an effect on e- every nightlife type of thing. Um, I mean, it was new, it was shiny. Um, they did a great build out. I think I, yeah. the Grand out of out of all that places is probably my most favorite spot yeah, that yeah. they have. Um, so it affected everybody. Like I said, I was at society at the time. Um, and again, you had to, you know, change a game plan. You know what I mean? Now maybe we focus on the, you know, more loungier mm-hmm. you know, side and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely that, that affected everybody. Um, I came to Bodega cause like I said, you were there definitely before me. It was, uh, May of 2019 um, mm-hmm. as the, they brought me on as the nightlife manager. Okay. Um, uh, originally, um, which, again, that was my forte nightlife. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I became the restaurant manager in September of 2019. Um, And these guys showed me the restaurant industry because that's what they know. You know, they grew up in it. That's where they come from. Um, And I love it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I've learned a lot from them. Like I said, the, you know, just like they said, you know, yo, you showed us things at nightlife, <laughs> we'll show you the restaurant side. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And so now getting to know them as the owners and the restaurants like and being able to kind of like look back and see whether it be places that you worked in or or other venues and restaurants in Boston. Like, do you really see that they do something different and do something better? Or maybe do you even still have feedback of like, oh, but this could change. Obviously, COVID aside. Yeah, no, no. They they definitely have
1: the same mindset. Um, They're constantly, you know, looking, you know. Even even when bodega and again we pre COVID when we were you know cranking and at the mm. height it was still like you know should we put more chandeliers up here mm. you know what I mean like you know the owner would just come in and just be like looking at the scene you <laughs> know what I mean yeah and then like you know oh well you know maybe we should put another subwoofer in you know what I mean it wasn't just like oh, oh dude the sound you
0: know. system when it first fucking started was terrible was it, it was so because they had like. I think they had just, like, inherited, the, like, whatever the spot was before. Yep. And just, like, uh, kept Grand them. Canal. Yeah, yeah, yep. and just, like, kept them. And I remember the first time I played, obviously, no booth monitor. um, Yeah, I remember that. And I did get the monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I remember being... And I <laughs> On remember, the lounge side, at least. And, the bar side had it. And the, the first time I dinner. played there, Um, I don't remember his name. One of the owners was there. Um, He's, like, super young looking. Um, I don't know. Not Mikey? Uh, Wyatt? Yeah. No, 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 it wasn't him. Okay, um, yeah. It was tall lanky yeah that's uh that's that's the majority on a nick yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. nick yes yeah. yes 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 so he was there and he can, he gets real close to me he's like yo so like like what do you think you know what <laughs> that's i mean how he talks. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and 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 i'm like <laughs> obviously me with my first time i'm like i want to make a good relationship and everything yeah. and i was like bro at the end of, i was like to be real real this sound system is trash. Yeah. And he was like, no, yeah, you're right. You're 1000%. He goes, we just need, you know, it's just a lot of money to do a whole thing. Like, and I was like, Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. for sure." I'm sure but they
1: put it, just put a bunch of money into opening. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: And he, and But I think he actually did genuinely appreciate that. I said it, you know what I mean? And then, but Oh my God, like if you had heard it, you'd be like, Oh my god! Like <laughs> it was so bad.
1: Yeah, it was really, really bad. But that—that's how they are. Though, like I said, they—they'll they'll take feedback from a DJ. They have no problem asking a mm-hmm. server a question. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, uh, how's the food? Is this selling? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, we meet constantly. Um, good. So again, that's why it was a good fit for me because I wasn't really looking to come back after society. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: because so you do other work. Oh uh, yeah, I have a full.
1: I had a full time day job the whole time I was at society, um, but. Just I had stopped managing for personal reasons. Nothing bad. I just I had no life because I had a full time day job. I was working weekends. I was doing a Thursday night at another venue, you know, promoting. You know what I mean. So I was just getting burnt out. Yeah. You know what I mean. And now I um, was just like, hey, I just need a break. You know what I mean. And then uh, you know, Ian. Ian was great. You know, Ian. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, we figured some things out. So I stuck around, but then. When society ended, I was like, cool. I just started a new job at Bank of America, um, you know, this and that. And then uh, Mike had hit me up saying, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? so you said no at first. Yeah, well, I was kind of like, "Nah," you know. And then, like, some other people were like, I'm not sure he's really looking right now, you know. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I was actually about to start the new job. I hadn't even started yet. So it was like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm getting into this whole new industry and – I'm done doing the nightlife thing. Maybe I'm, I should I'm focus retired. on. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> but like uh, Al Pacino said, once you think you're out, they pull you back in.
0: <laughs> um,
1: that's what happened. And I met with Mike. And uh, I love Mike. I was say I was gonna say. Yeah, so I love, I love Mike. Mike. I love Nick. Um, I had met them obviously. Actually, I think like a couple of years around the time they were opening the Bodega. Mm. Um, and then you know we talked. And then I actually took a quick little trip because I knew I was starting the new day job. And then I said, when I come back from the vacation, I'll shadow a weekend, just see what's going on, check it out, see what you guys do. I had been in there anyways at that point, right? Because when I started managing, I had some time to like actually go out to other venues and you know mm-hmm. do other things, check some other places out, and uh, it just clicked. And then, like I said, I was fortunate enough for them to give me the opportunity to learn the restaurant side, and again, uh, just again, timing's everything. The the manager that was there was moving away with his girlfriend. And they were like, "Hey, you know, I wasn't thrilled with the bank," and they said, uh, "John's willing to stay a little while longer if you're interested. He'll train you, you know, get you. We, you know, we're always available. We c- if you have any questions, but we think we can show you the restaurant side, you know, from what you've shown us in nightlife." And I was like, "Money's not everything." I learned that quick. Uh, the banking industry was horrible, mm. and uh, I was like, "Let's do it."
0: And uh, again. Year and a half later, (laughs) (laughs) still. I mean, from what you have, still crushing it. You know, I think you guys are doing real well. From what you can do,
1: yes, we we are fortunate. I say it every day. When someone asks, you know, how you doing, or oh, this, you know, this looks great, or you guys are doing this great, I'm like, we are. We're fortunate, but it's again, it's the food, it's the staff, it's the little nightlife that we were doing, it's the drinks. You know what I mean? It's the venue. It just all comes back. It just, you, that's, that's what I can say about a venue. I know you wanted to talk about venue management briefly, but you can't just be a one trick pony, especially now. I mean, right now it's tough regardless, but you got to have everything and it's got to kind of all be clicking to, to make it work and to survive right now and to get through it. And hopefully we get through it. Um, you know, we, we are up against some stuff, things keep coming up. You know what I mean? They could keep coming up. They could go back to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe in a few weeks, numbers drop. They say, okay, you can stay open a little bit later.
0: I feel like the second time around, because they saw what happens when they can start letting stuff open up a little bit. Like I feel like they're going to not be as forgiven this time. But I don't. I mean, I, I agree. I, I, I can't say you're wrong. When in the beginning, I was like, you know, this and that. It's not going to like. I, I was saying in, on the last episode with Simon that like, it's about to be my birthday again, and now so in December. And when this started, I was like, "Oh, my my birthday's in December. Like, I'm not worried about it. I'm still gonna celebrate. Still gonna be great." And like, it's almost here now. And like, I know I don't think uh, anyone even thought in March too. Like, Like, yeah, that it would go till 20. Like, actually go to 2021. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I think we're all just like, like, for me, so many DJs are, oh yeah, I'll be back. Or like, whatever, whatever, I'll be back. And then, and then they realize, three months, six months, now nine months. Like, like, oh shit, like. I really didn't have a backup plan or mm-hmm. I didn't really have like a follow up to this. You know what I mean?
1: Do you think ultimately, and again, from the DJ side, this will put some DJs, you know, maybe you need yes. to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. thousand percent. Um, I think cause, and I said this in the very first episode, very first episode. I saw I like talked a lot about streaming and I think streaming period, like it's a, diff- it was a difficult thing to do. It was, A hard pill to swallow for a lot of guys who were playing at 500, 600, 700-person venues to now play for 15 people. You know what I mean? But what I appreciated about it was you couldn't rely on the lights, on the bottle service, on the decor, on the XYZ. It was about the music and about the skill. And there's a reason why there's a lot of DJs that didn't even try. Because they knew they had to rely on X, Y, and Z, this, this, and that, the riffraff, and the whatever. You know what I'm saying, and me, I did as good as I think anyone could here. Um, like my, like I have, I know I have the most followers on Twitch. Yeah, so talk about the Twitch because I th- wasn't familiar with the yeah, platform. Yeah, yeah, and so for everybody, like no one was on Twitch. We were too busy DJing venues. You know yeah. what I mean. So we all started at zero. You know what I mean, and like level playing field, and you know, developing the community, developing like who who's gonna make an account to go see you now. Now, it's not who's going to go out and pay. It's who's going to make the account and go watch you. And then once you get them on, can you keep them engaged? What are you going to do? So now, like, I incorporate the personality. I start, like, in the comments, I will pick someone in the comments, start talking to them. And now it's like, Yeah, yeah, because it's different. It's not not like you're moving through and you got to, like, now it's like because the cameras are on you, it's more of a conversation or it's more of a, hey, like, chat check. What do y'all want to hear? Oh, like, take me back. I don't care what it take me back. Like someone would Way say bad. Yeah, and i would be like, Okay, let's try this. Yeah. Or like I remember I sometimes I'd I'd be like, Let's see if I can stump you guys. And like I'll test my library. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, anyone can play the hottest songs. You know what I mean? But I'd be like, yo, if anyone can name this song, like whatever like I'll take a shot. Like, you know, there's stuff like that. And what I found was that there was people really fucking with that. And but like I said, a lot of DJs didn't even check whether they didn't have the personality, whether they didn't have the skill, whether they just didn't love it enough. You know what I mean? And there's some DJs I haven't heard from since March. Yeah. It's you funny you I mean. said that
1: I was the uh, same too. I've noticed some of them kind of mm-hmm. disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I hope they're doing well. Um, I'm sure it was a shock to them. Right. You know, like you said, playing in front of 500 people and then 15 viewers on a live streaming service. Yeah. It's tough um, on the ego for sure. I, I yeah. can imagine it, it being tough and, you know, maybe at times my, uh, <laughs> comments and posts, you know, you're, you're, you look very reflective might have right have, now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Might've hit a little close to home for some people. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't necessarily directed to, you know, yeah, any yeah. one person. It right. was just a broad generalization because I'd seen it. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, I get it. Um, you know, I, some people, you know, reached out, uh, we talked about it you know and I mean, and you know, they saw my side, I saw their side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no hard feelings. Yeah, you know, it was a comment or you yeah, know something yeah, yeah. that might have even not even been a comment necessarily to attack anyone or generalize a an occupation. Mm. You know, again, I think some people just were going through it and it
0: might have been too close to home. Yeah, totally get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the discussion's important, I think, because yeah. like like you opened up here, like people aren't thinking about people in the kitchen or the ho- you know what I mean. Right. And 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 again, that's why I w- I definitely wanted you here to open up their perspective. You know, everyone is so concerned about, you know, not not even the DJ, like, everyone's mostly like, oh, I don't have a place to dance at anymore or I don't have a place to go out to anymore. But I'm like, yo, for some people, this is their livelihood. Like, the owners, huge hit. The, You know what I mean? Even beyond, all right, Even beyond us. Like, it's the people yeah. who give us this stuff, period. Whether it be our jobs, whether it be our money, whether it be the place that we can go and enjoy life. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, like I said, in the past, I've had, the promoter on. I've had a bottle service girl on. Um, I had a fit- uh, Simon photographer. Like he's getting hurt with touring and everything. And like that's why I want to get you know you on. Give everybody this this really dope perspective from the managerial, venue, restaurant, lounge side, and kind of show everyone what kind of what's what you guys are going through right now. Well, I hope
1: it helped. I hope people got a little bit of uh, education out of it. Um, again, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I do is it the the ultimate plan or the, you know, the ideal plan? I um, can't say that. Like mm-hmm. I said, you know, it comes down to what works really, I guess, for your venue. um, But, you know, I think we kind of got the right mixture of a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, still keeping with what the heritage of the establishment was, you know what I mean? Not straying too far from that. Um, and again, like I said, it's... It works. We're, you know, doing as best as we can. Um, I can't wait to see DJs on a more regular basis. I can't wait to see people dancing. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see you know people sitting at a bar on stools. Um, again, I, I I miss it too. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's
0: this is where we're at. Yeah. And I hope people can see on this podcast episode that you're actually not a bad guy. No, I hope that's what they take out of it. <laughs> he's gentle. <laughs> he's he's a great guy. <laughs> uh, spread the word. <laughs> is there as we wrap up? Is there anything that maybe you want to shout out? Anything that you you know I just don't know about about you or about anything that uh, is meaningful to you? Anything like that? Any gems? Any quotes? Anything you just want to kind of get out there before we wrap up?
1: Nothing personally. Um, I feel like I'm kind of out there. I mean, obviously, everyone doesn't know everything about me. You know, um, and we don't need to. I don't have to mm-hmm. go down that road. Um, but like I said, being in the industry as long as I have, I've seen you know, ups and downs and trends and you know things change and things like that. But what's going on right now, whether it's a restaurant, a bar, a nightclub, a DJ, a food server, a busser you know, everyone's feeling it, and we still don't know exactly where it's going. Things change every day and they could change for the positive too. You know what I mean? And let's hope it does and things get back to normal sooner than later. And again, if we can come out of all this learning something, you know, like I said early on in the show, I think it was a refreshing. I had some, you know, realizations of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's try to, you know, take something good out of it.